Hey, look, Danny, you called me. <laughs> yeah, your neighbors pulled up and it's like, hey, you wait for... Oh, oh <laughs> we are live now. The ones to the north? Yeah, he's like, you wait for Matt? I was like, yep. He can have his phone in his hand and uh, he'd still not answer. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, I'm terrible at that. Yeah. You're Unintentionally. Just, you're Unintentionally just, you're terrible. just like my wife. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 198 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. There's Danny. What's up? Over there, we got the connoisseur of cardboard crack the purveyor of pioneer casey here i am for the, the first time first second time second. we got the bonus episode oh that's right yeah the uh the the voices of MagicCon was your debut on the podcast and they wanted more the crowd wanted more everybody wants casey everybody wants the ketchup that you are serving <laughs> even benton manson even benton manson who is apparently not um who was I saying he wasn't? Reed Duke. He's not Reed Duke. He's not Reed Duke. Not... <laughs> he, he really loved that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, go listen to that episode. That was back in May sometime. It was a bonus episode. It's a fucking... I think you were the first or the second. Is either... Yeah, it was either you were the first one on that or it was Garrett Johnson that was the first one on that. Yeah. So either way, go listen to it. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. We got no... Big G, no just Anthony tonight, but maybe just Anthony, maybe, we'll see. But we're glad that you all decided to join us for this episode. We got a lot of news to talk about. We're going to keep the top of the podcast very nice, tight, and clean. So we're going to thank you for taking the time out of your day for clicking on this podcast and listening to us because hopefully you enjoy us. Or if you're new here, hello, hopefully you will enjoy us after this episode. Casey, you have high expectations now. This is This is on your back. I got this. Okay. Uh, we appreciate your feedback and support of any kind. We want to make this podcast the best that it can be. So from all of us here at This Week in MTG, thank you for listening to us. Also, big thank you to the patrons of their podcast of this podcast. Their monetary support goes to paying for the website hosting, the packs, the, and the mailing of those and stuff for the monthly giveaways. So big thank you to Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K., Barra, Chimera, KCB. Hey, here I am. <laughs> here he is. Another perk of <laughs> being a Patreon. You can get on the podcast. Taylor M, Ricky R, Chris O, Coco, Obligatory, uh, Aquarium Guys podcast shout out with this, and CEO Chapman. Go check out our Patreon links down below if you feel like supporting us. More details about that are there. If you don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can also... Uh, support us by sharing this episode with your playgroup, your rival, the LGS rival. Uh, another way of supporting us is by go checking out or reviewing us, reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you're listening on. Uh, so we have a sponsor as well, JW Sports Cards and Gaming. If you are looking for anything 
Check them out. Speaking of them, here's an ad from them now. JDub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to this episode's breakdown where I'm going to lay out what you're going to be hearing on this episode. Starting off, we're going over to the Boggle Desk where Casey is going to be taking us away with the new hotness. Pioneer. Yep. And a little teaser, it's an, an aggro deck with a marching machine card. We're going to lightly touch on some upcoming events. Then we're jumping into the bulk of this episode. There's so much to talk about. We got the BNR that just dropped today. Danny's going to take that away. Covering some news from last week that uh, we didn't have enough time for because we were talking about PT Barcelona. Then from there, going to talk about Post Malone. Of course, we're going to talk about Post Malone and The Ring. We're going to give you that Gen Con wrap-up that happened from the last weekend. And finishing off the news, we're going to have the Wild of Eldrain Eldrain Morrow teaser that just dropped today as well. Wilds of Eldrain. Danny, his favorite thing. You're doing it. This is an episode for you, Danny. You got the BNR and... And the, the, the blog attack. My favorite thing. All oh, the blog talk. Yeah, okay. The, you got the BNR, which is your thing, and you got the blog attack, which is your <sighs> that thing. That's true. Those, that those are your true. thing. This is a Danny episode. A Danny special. Yeah. That's the title, Danny Special. Danny Special. I don't think we even had an episode yet called the Danny Special. This is amazing. There we go. Hook, line, and sinker. We got an episode name. After that, we're gonna play our favorite game of the Conjure Currency, where we read from the amazing MTG stocks websites of why cards are moving up and down in price and i guess why they're moving up and down in price and yeah. then that's the end of the episode y'all can Mac go home. pass or fail pass or fail smash or pass no not doing that <laughs> long pause <laughs> okay let's jump over to the boggle desk then with uh with casey here all right so we're gonna hop into the new hotness this is when we talk about new decks in formats and today we're looking at uh boros pia and it's named Boros Pia because the sort of staple card of the deck is Pia Nalar, Consul of Revival. So that is a red and a white for a 2-3. Thopters, you control up haste. Whenever you play a land from XL or cast a spell from XL, create a 1-1 one, one colorless Thopter artifact creature with flying. It That card capitalizes on cards like Reckless Impulse, Ren's Resolve, uh, Bone Crusher Giant, uh, and Showdown of the Skulls to make a bunch of Thopters on top of other aggro cards like Monastery Swift Spear, Soulscar Mage, and where's the last one? Kumano Faces, Kakazan, to just deal damage fast, uh, hit the opponent, play cards from XL, get those Thopters that fly to fly around the opponent, kill them, kill them fast, kill them hard. Something else this deck does well is. In sort of aggro mirrors, it can play pretty well um, with its ability to 
sort of do a longer game with Showdown of the Skulls. When you cast spells that give your creatures plus one plus one counters, um, it can really help you make a bunch of Thopters with Pia and just sort of beat down the opponent there. So if you're playing against Spirits or playing against Elves, it can help you out there. It didn't help Ellie Martins enough to win the tournament he was in, which was the Nerds Cards Qualifier, um, which was on August 5th. But it's still a fun new deck in the Pioneer format with that PNLR deck from... Was that Aftermath or was that March of the Machines? That's March of the Machines. March of the Machines, so... Oh, no, yeah. no, that is Aftermath. March of the Machines was the one before. This was one of the cards they couldn't get into there, so the Aftermath sets. Yeah. I'll just do the whole the whole deck list really quick um, just to hit everything there. Do, do, do. Four Monastery Swift, Mir- Sp- Swift Spear, four Soul Scar Mage, four Pia, four Bone Crusher Giant, four Play With Fire, one Soul Partition, four Reckless Impulse, four Ren's Resolve, which are pretty much the same card, four Chain to the Rocks, four Kumano Faces Kakazan, and three Showdown of the Skulls. With 20 lands in there, the six Mountains, Six Inspiring Vantage, six or four four Battlefield Forge, uh, two River Glide Lava Glide Pathway. Nope. Excuse me, Pillaverge Pathway, the White Red Pathway, and four Sacred Foundry. So, pretty solid deck. Um, fun to watch people play, and fun to play if you like playing cards from Exile and killing the opponent. So, you got you got like. The adventure cards of Bone Crusher Giant, and what's the other one? Um, the Slay the Giant or whatever. That's the oh. other one. Another oh. like adventure card that you're Giant have. Killer. Giant Killer. Yeah, uh, that like... could be a possibility. I imagine that there's other Pioneer players that are more well versed in this deck mm-hmm. than I am. But it's like if you're wanting to cast things from Exile, that's a thing. And Fortell is yep. Fortell something that people do a lot in these kind of decks cuz even in this rough sideboard here there's nothing really that shows like cast from exile uh aside from the invasion of Gobakan uh it's a siege that uh when the last battle counter is removed you cast the backside of it so which counts yeah yes yeah um not that i've seen i know foretelling can kind of be be slower on those early turns turns 2 or, well, you foretell it for two. Um, but maybe, and definitely some of those new adventure cards when we get those previews could slide into this deck. Oh my gosh, yeah. Maybe that Wilds of Eldraine is going to be the boon for this Pia deck. Definitely. Because you just, like, ha- having a value when you cast another spell to make a 1-1 flyer, like, the evasion is going to be good. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got things that are going to be hitting and reducing their life total and especially with a, a deck that as fast as this wants to be with monastery swiss spear and soul scar mage and bone crusher giant like yeah it's all good shit yeah especially too if they play a card is value value oriented as a bone crusher giant i can definitely see that slotting right in here because that's just such good value you know so and here we are bone crusher still being a very talked about card three years after its uh its creation yeah it's great what would happen if they like added another color, like making this Mardu? Hmm. Is there enough like things of casting from exile in Mardu? Nah, maybe. Well, what about we were just talking about like um, not showdown uh, with Danny, light of the stage. You know, you exile cards and you can cast and play those. I could see that working definitely because you're definitely going to deal damage to the opponent um, pretty easily. You know, you'll get around their blockers with your haste creatures, be able to deal one 
and that is pretty much another copy of Ren's Resolve or Reckless Impulse. Yeah, I guess maybe it's like going from eight to ten is probably a little too much then, without doing too much, because then that that all hinges on Pia mm-hmm. being on there, for like playing that stuff to make a thopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll also help you find Pia though, you know, because you're not guaranteed a Pia with only four Pias. That is true. Yeah, like what what else can you do? There's no like Imperial recruiter. You know, Imperial recruiter grabs uh, power one or less. There's no like recruiter of the card. Does that like look at the top? X amount of cards. That one just came out, right? There we go. Recruitment officer. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature with mana value three or less from among them. Put them in your hand. Put the rest at the bottom of your library in a random order. I mean, it allows you to get creatures. And you hit all the creatures in this Pia deck because you'd even hit Bone Crusher. Yep. yep. Counts as a creature in the deck, yeah. As a way to kind of tutor. But I like it. Worth a shot. Yeah. It's definitely a fun deck. Um, still room for innovation. You know, all these new ones. It, it's never perfect when they come out. It definitely shakes up the meta. And it's cool to see people make new iterations of the best kind of that deck for the meta. So, yeah. It's exciting. Uh, were you were you saying that Doomwake was playing this this version? He Yeah, he'll play a bunch of decks. Um, I saw him play, I believe, this version maybe... I think he posted the video a month ago i was watching and uh we'll make him suffer but yeah it was i think it had all these cards so yeah he does a lot of innovations and now he's big on modern because uh pioneers sort of offer a little bit with the pro tour being modern this season so yeah. right and it was confirmed next season is pioneer as well right uh i or would be super that, happy or was that not mentioned yet i'd imagine it'd be because wasn't it going to rotate like pioneer modern standard Okay, so maybe after Worlds is when I'll get more information on that. And I'm just speaking out of my ass right now. <laughs> I'd, I'd love if there was another Pioneer season, um, but maybe they can make Standard a thing again. I mean, yeah, they're definitely trying to focus on Standard yeah. with uh, their rotating schedule getting changed now. Yeah. But so, We'll see. Got anything else you want to add on to this new hotness of this PNLR deck? Uh, buy it completely. No, just kidding. <laughs> Always buy all the decks and then watch the prices go up or down and then feel good or bad. Yeah, I can't see what the price of this deck is on this site. Oh, here we go. Buy from TCG Player, $240. That's a pretty decent budget deck. Yeah, uh, the most expensive cards here, go figure, are the lands. Of course. Playset of Sacred Foundry, $72. Playset of Inspiring Vantage, $52. So... That shaves off a hundred and some, hundred and twenty bucks there. Yeah. So definitely buy those half. lands. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, buy all the shocks, buy all the fast lands, buy all the lands. <laughs> As we were talking about last week, Showdown of the Skulls is moving up in price primarily because of this PNLR deck. Yeah. So there are people out there that are playing with this deck and getting very excited about it. So maybe we'll see more. <clears throat> I hope so. Until it gets banned. <laughs> They're not banning anything, Danny. They're banning everything. Is is that foreshadowing of what we're going to talk about here in a little bit? I don't know. Maybe. All right. We'll, we'll jump into that here super quick because I'll just mention that Energy Detroit is this upcoming weekend. Mm-hmm. And clearly, Detroit, Michigan. You got a 10K Modern Showdown on Saturday, and you got a 5K Pioneer tri- Trial on Sunday. So there's a lot of spots open for this registration still uh energy links down below if you're interested do you want to take a guess of what's going to be the best 
Pioneer modern deck. This is going to be a big thing for modern because we just got off PT Barcelona, but Pioneer. What do you think we're going to see in Pioneer? Just like blind a, shot call. Hmm. Just off the top, if I had to guess, I want to say there's going to be a comeback of Reed Duke's creativity deck. Why? Ooh. I don't know. It hasn't popped up in a while. It, it It's probably time. You know, people have waited too long. No one's ready to play against it. It's going to hop in and win. Big old worm slapping you in the face. I'd be down on that. Let's see that. <laughs> Giggity. But uh, yeah, that's the boggle desk there. Let's jump over into the, the bulk of this episode now. We're in the news. Finally. It's only been live for how long? 25 minutes. Half. Hey, 20 arguably. Five, or 26 minutes we've been live. Arguably. Doing pretty good. Eh, could be better, Matt. Could be better. And you are milking it along right now. Blaming you. Just read your damn BNRs. Anyway. <laughs> so as of this morning, or uh, Monday morning, Wizards announced the new BNR for this month after their two weeks grace period after a set release. Like they announced back in May, the was. No, it was the they they're doing the announcement leading up to the fall set. They're gonna do one banning before then. I thought it was two. And then it's gonna be two weeks after a set. Two or three weeks after a set comes out, is they're gonna have like that little window where they're gonna. Yep, this is the grace period of the two week thought. Oh, are they counting it with uh, well, Lords of the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, because it Fair was enough. it was a set. That is, that was. I forgot. Yeah, Matt. My math is off. God. Anyway, uh, Modern saw a card get unbanned today. It was preordained. It is a blue spell for one blue sorcery scry to draw a card and then draw a card. Um, then Legacy got another card that was unbanned. Um, Mine's Desire. Blue, blue, four for a sorcery shuffle your library. Then exile the top card of your library. Until end of turn, you may play that card without paying its mana cost. With Storm. So a lot of the comments I've saw on Facebook are like, oh, Storm's getting better again in Legacy. Or coming back, whatever it was. I don't play the Legacy. Do you play, Matt? You don't play Legacy. I watch Legacy play. Well, do you know if Storm's a format or a play style in Legacy? Uh, Storm can be a thing. You got a lot of zero drop things to, to cast. Okay, so. so it's becoming a thing again. So we go on to the article... This, uh, the modern part was brought to you by Michael Majors. Uh, so preordained, preordained was or is unbanned. A lot has happened in modern since our last pro level tour event, uh, which also took place in Barcelona just this last weekend. Um, four years ago. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, that was the last pro tour was also in Barcelona four yes. years ago, which is That's weird. Um, but anyways, during that time, various strategies rose and fell. More changes were made to the BNR list. We released Modern Rises 2 and Modern Transformed into a more interactive format. For the worse. <laughs> Recently, our third set with direct modern like uh, legality in the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle Earth released the set. A release to set the stage for the Pro Tour that occurred last weekend in Barcelona. Early buzz was for the, the One Ring being a powerful colorless artifact, was showing up in a lot of different decks, which was like 68 or 60% of all decks that were submitted 
over which like, is a lot over like 430 copies i think yeah, i think it was like 456 wasn't it yeah, okay so if that's the case then it was over just over 430 for the the next card maybe yeah and then um then showing up in a lot of different decks with orcish bullmaster um bat masters picking up a steam shortly after um so these two cards were pretty gross um pretty dominant in modern uh, with metagame preview for the Pro Tour was showcased, it was intentionally or initially concerning. While the metagame share of decks is in normal ranges, um, is in normal ranges is relatively diverse. The play rates of brand new cards, the the One Ring and the Orcish Bullmaster as the number one and number two cards, respectively, is something that we see rarely see in a high level Eternal form. Uh, term- wow, words are hard today, guys. <laughs> words are hard. Uh, eternal tournaments. As we watched the tournament unfold, after we had many conversations with players both competing in the Pro Tour as well as attending Magicon Barcelona to play Modern, much of our concern subdued. Or subdued. Uh, a variety of decks were performing well, and the games interactions within those games looked healthy. We saw some amazing matches over the weekend that were textured, interesting, and interactive. While it is true that these two cards made big waves at the Pro Tour and with the format, within the format, these cards, the One Ring particularly, can fit into a variety of decks and spread a macro archetype strategies to comfortably compete within the format without overshadowing, overshadowing everything else present in modern. Games can be frequently decided by having the One Ring, which a saw game was decided it killed the person who owned the One Ring. Uh, in play for multiple turns. Decided positively or negatively. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the bar for four mana cards being too strong in a format as powerful as modern is high. Not many games are quickly decided by a runaway from either the One Ring or Orcish, Orcish Bullmasters, allowing players to stay, play longer interactive games with plenty of back and forth. I'm, uh, I must have witnessed Urza Saga's rec- recruiting... Um, Haywire might to take care of the orc or the one ring uh, about a dozen times, which begs the question, is the real hero uh, who is the real hero of the story? It's very true. The The Haywire might was doing a lot of work when the one ring and stuff was was getting cast. Get, coming that down. just shows you Urza Saga needs to be banned. Urza Saga is the toolbox. It gets you the things that you get you the things that you need. It should be banned. I don't know. I don't know about everything that. that's red should be banned. Everything that's not red should be banned. Is your In- bias- including counterspell. Is your is your bias showing, Danny? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, that said, while we are we aren't talking uh, taking action against any cards from Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle Earth today, we do want to be clear that these cards are on our radar. Despite the healthy tournament results and there seemingly being plenty of wiggle room to explore further in the format during upcoming regional championship qualifiers, the play rates of these cards are still high. We'll be monitoring the long-term fun of the, the One Ring's play pattern, especially given its ability to be looped and or reset to repeat its Enter the Battlefield's ability. Similarly, Orcish Bullmasters has done a substantial amount of work to suppress one toughness creatures in the environment. Uh, to the point where Ragavan, Nimble Peth- um, Pilfer, isn't seeing much play in the format outside of Rakdos Evoke. Uh, so why are we unbanning Preordain? 
While it's not something we do often, we are interested in finding opportunities to reduce the size of the modern bon- the ban list uh, when we believe it's, it will make the format more fun and provide players with more options. As I noted at the top, a lot of the changes in the format in the last four years, even more so 2011, when preordained was banned. Oh, so that's over 10 years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 12 years. Yes, sir. You can do yes. math. Barrow was checking is over ten years on the ban list. I knew it was over. I knew it was. I thought it was like twenty thirteen. No, 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 no. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, it got banned right away after the first major tournament. Anyway, old Splinter Twin, bad. Preordain and Ponder were originally banned due to the amount of consistency they added to the powerful Is It combo deck, Storm and Splitter Twin, uh, which had both been seen multiple ban lists or banned since. There are, or there was a vision for making modern a slightly slower format, which is where it is not so f- frequent the players were dying to their opponent's combination of cards within the first four turns of the game. On average, modern is a more interactive game, part in part due to the modern horizon set. Uh, it was a goal of this, those releases to offer powerful options to stop your opponent's combos and play longer, more interactive games. As a result, we believe that preordain will do more to boost fair blue deck uh, rather than simply increase the consistency of combo strategies. This is also part of the goal to make or give something back to blue-red Murktide, which was one of the most popular decks in the modern metagame between the releases of Modern Resonance 2 and Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth. What has since fallen out of the favor due part due to the release of Orcish Bowmasters? The real question is, is... If they're really tossing a bone to Merc Tide, is this going to be enough for Merc Tide? No. <laughs> Not at all. Hey, hey, Anthony. Yeah. You made it here. I did make it here. You, you I just, see I've missed a lot of the podcast, you too. You just jumped in here. I sure did. I just showed up. But yeah, I know. What time did you guys start? Quarter two. You guys are already at the BNR stuff? Yeah. God damn. Yeah. The bottle desk must have been real short. We've been live for 37 we had, we had, minutes. We had Casey with the... I'm sorry. <laughs> I was but, at work and I had an audible that I made. I'm sorry. But... Wrong choice. Unbanning preordain in modern. You're here. Give give us like a two-sentence thing on it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to help every mid-range type deck that runs blues to combo. And it's going to make a non-detrimental impact. That's about it. It's a, it's a good card. Basic story is it's a good card, but unbanning this is the same as unbanning Bloodbraid Elf and bun, unbanning Chase the Mind Sculptor. Like, we have such powerful cards now, like, it doesn't even matter. I think it just, like I said, it gives something. So, do you want me to give you a typewriter so you can write up a whole essay instead of two sentences? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want from me, man. Like, I'm just, like I said, the main sentence there is literally it's just going to help. Mid range to combo. That's it. So Wade, he dropped. He, I think he's the one that made the survey. He didn't answer me back if he made the survey, but he shared a survey leading up to the the bands and in the Discord. Speaking of, join the Discord. It's free. Anybody can join. We talk magic and all that Ooh. shit. But How he dropped. I wasn't part of this this survey in the Discord. How come no one told me? Because you're not watching the Discord. Then I'm watching everything in the Discord. Where was it at? Clearly, you're not. It was in like the magic discussion chat. God damn it! So there. So try my best. Wade up. made a survey and posed the question of what 
you'd what you would want banned in each format or unbanned and there's separate things and in standard i remember said nothing everything's good pioneer i'm like nothing everything's good and in modern i'm like they could unban preordain mm-hmm. and i'd be fine with that mm-hmm. yeah, and cool. then legacy i'm like i don't know i don't know legacy well enough you're talking about that one right there that one right there oh that one that got pushed like 75 places up on my thing so i didn't see it of course yeah so you just got to stick with the the discord <sighs> i try to no, you don't. it's a lot of stuff listen i got a lot of things going on too so, Danny, you want to tell us about some Pioneer next? Sure. Pioneer Legacy and Vintage, written by Carmen Handy. Uh, so, for Pioneer, the Pioneer metagame continues to be widespread of playstyles, archetype representation from tournament to tournament. While there are known pillars in Mono Green Devotion, Rakdos Variants, and uh, creature centric aggro decks, their metagames share rise and fall at a healthy clip. Recently, a new version of Lotus Field Control has gotten some extra attention, but its win rate and metagame share sit at about where we would expect any reasonable deck to fall. While without a clear top dog or unanswerable archetype pushing other decks out, we've elected no changes at this time. Casey? Boo. Purveyor of Pioneer? <laughs> Boo! Well, Casey, what do you want to see banned? I've... Or unbanned? I Well... I don't know about unbans, but I imagine there's more than a couple cards that honestly could be unbanned just due to the, the power level of decks now. Um, and some of the more fringe decks could use some of the pieces. Yeah. I'd have to look over the, the list to say for unbans. For unbans, but so what about bans then? Bans? What, what's what's your top top three cards right now? Top in your three. Mind? There was only two I really had in mind. Uh first well, top one was two. Top two. Just top you two. only need two. Um, you only need two. Karn just to make <sighs> what? What do you mean what? Why? <laughs> because because Karn's too powerful for Pioneer. Nobody cares. Karn's great. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. Good, go ahead. <laughs> it's tough for a, you know, playing against a deck game one to always have an option uh, to sideboard in something that stops what you're doing. Uh, Karn does that with grabbing any artifact out of their sideboard. Their 15 sideboard cards are cards that'll something, they probably have something and if they're a good enough player, they'll have something that'll stop your deck. Yeah. In some way. So it's, it's kind of annoying to play against that along with the potential infinite combo if they know how to do it with the Cauldron of Eternity and oh, Kiora. That's a, that's a throwback. Yeah. yeah. And Kiora can sort of just make less fun games on top of a deck that already does really well. Like, I feel like if they took out Karn, it would just still be good. They're putting five sixes on the board, four fours. They so have that. so maybe it's not Karn that needs to get axed. It should probably be Nykthos then, because it's the ramping factor that is causing the problems. Nykthos, maybe Storm. I like the idea of Nykthos for other potential devotion decks down the line. Oh, I, yeah. No, Matt and I have talked about this on that one special episode show we had with uh, Jay from MTG Drip. I would agree with you. I like the idea of Nykthos should be allowed to adventure away, but mm-hmm. when like a format, you see this in Modern too, of course, like, when stuff gets stuck in its ways, it doesn't ever leave. Yeah. And I feel like the only way you kind of counteract that is you have to, um, not so much like the idea that you want to kill a deck, but you should neuter something. Yeah. And I feel like the only way to solve that problem is like, if you neuter Nykthos out of that deck, Karn then becomes not as good. Yep. Because you can't just play it. Definitely. Yeah. You can't pull and that. It's, it's dangerous to be like, I'm going to turn for a Karn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my, my, my question here for uh, a banning for the green devotion deck is what about something like Storm of the Festival? Six mana to ten mana to get four permanents into play. I mean, that's kind of where a lot of that that backbreaking bit comes from. It's like getting a Karn plus another thing at the same time. Oh, and then that only hits the Green Devotion deck 
lands or creatures. Yeah, lands as well. No, uh, permanence. Start of the festival is permanence. So any yeah. permanent. And land. Yeah. No, any permanent. Is it just permanence? For just permanence. permanence. Put in yeah. any. Put two permanents. Look at the top five. Put two permanents with mana value five or less into play. Yeah. And when it hits a Nykthos and something else, it yeah, really starts to land. keep rolling. Yeah. yeah it, so it can hit it. So that's what it, I'm it saying. It says permanence though, five or less. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying is yeah, yeah, yeah. if but, that was the one, like, would that be the neuter enough for the green devotion decks? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be. The deck would definitely have to be different without that. They would have to pivot somewhere else. Yeah. Well, would they just go back to their kind of old way of doing things, which would be just jam big fuckers into play and be like, this is cool. Let's go. But they don't have a way to cheat out. Getting an old girl troll with a card. Who cares about that, though, when you can just still drop a uh, city leveler or you could drop a Hornet Queen or you could do like the Thorn Cavalier. Mm -hmm. Like you're still going to get value from this. I don't, like I say, I, I still. I'm still going to go back to the episode that we talked about with Jay. The only way you're going to cut that deck down is you have to take Nykthos out. And it sucks because it hurts everything else for Devotion decks. And I agree with Casey on this. I wouldn't want to see that happen. But it comes back to the same old thing of like, how do you hurt Tron and Modern? Like, you really, the only way you'd hurt it is you have to take out the lands. So, so unless they're going to make more effective, like, cards that will shut down Nykthos in some way or... I mean, Blood Moon to, to Pioneer? Can we have Blood Moon to Pioneer now? I don't know. I mean, that's just kind of the way I look at it. I don't think taking one card really stops it. You have to just kind of cut its legs for a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So Casey wants something from Green Tron. Something from that. Something from Rakdos. They wouldn't take out Shieldred because I think that's the most expensive card in Pioneer, and that would just be a big kick in the pants to anyone who got a place at a Shieldred. And I love Fable the Mirror Breaker. But it is so good in that deck. It it's that's, like the yeah, Jank and Abler, which makes it so fun. But like for what it does for that deck, allowing you to sack things, allowing you to discard cards, allowing you to draw two more to get make, your shoulder triggers and whatever else. It's make copies of everything you can. Make yeah, and then once once that thing flips and you can make copies of whatever, that's fun. Well, it's fun for the Rakdos player. Everyone else is kind of sitting <laughs> there like, oh man, they're really going off. This wheel is spinning. Yeah, and. That's another one too. It's just like that's the the backbone card. The deck could probably still do less well without it. Uh, definitely, probably won't be like the first or second biggest deck in the meta. But that's the only card. Anything else, I feel like they have interchangeable, or it's just a very fair card on card on its own. Like Mayhem Devil, you wouldn't want to take that out because that's a fun card on its own. It's not breaking anything, so it's tough. It's tough. Um, but I think if it had to be one card, it would be that. I was surprised there was no cards and no unbans. I wish they would have unbanned something to shake up the format, but maybe there are answers coming in the next standard format Wilds of Eldra or the next standard set Wilds of Eldrain. Hopefully. Yeah, I'd hope to see it. Yeah. I'd like to play Pioneer some more. Yeah. I mean like we talked about last week. I think I'm gonna start brewing that idea. What's the idea? So, anyways, before we get <laughs> off track, let's get back on track. <laughs> Cares. Uh, so moving along to Legacy, uh, we have Mind's Desires being unbanned. Magic has a rich and storied history, including the fastest banned card in history of the game, Mind's Desire. The time of its release, Magic threats, uh, threats far outweighed the power of its answers, and creatures were a much, much smaller portion of Legacy, or type 1.5 metagame, a lot's changed. 
Two decades have passed since Mind Desires was banned, and in that time, creatures had become more powerful. New Planeswalker cards had been introduced, and there are multiple cycles of free spells that have much that have made it much harder for it to be loved, uh, to be a lover of the storm mechanic. In the interest of making sure the combo players also got the same level of new content and strength that other archetypes initially are incidentally gained through our tentpole offerings, we've decided to unban Mind's Desire and Legacy. So that was a unban because they felt sorry for players. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, do you? I mean, it's kind of you can kind of say the same about preordaining the fact that they're like from Riptide. <laughs> suppose. Anyway, outside no this, one, no one should feel bad from Riptide. <laughs> outside the spell's combo presence, the legacy metagame is still evolving with the release of the Lord of the Rings: Tales of Middle Earth. Orcish Masters is making a big, huge splash in the metagame thus far, punishing the cheap card draw spells that have historically omnipressed throughout the format. Up until now, many of the cards that Mind Desires punishes uh, punishes appear to be adapting well, leaving additional space for previously underrepresented archetypes to shine. We will continue watching how things adapt in the coming months, but I'll, but don't feel the need to ban anything at the time. And then we go to the oldest of old, Vintage. Finally, Vintage players have given have been given a new tool recently in the form of the One Ring. Of course. Nobody cares about vintage like that. Hold on, hold on. Should we make a drinking game? Uh, no. How often they've said the one ring in this article. <laughs> that, that's a rule you say before we start. This I just article. realized that it's a go back situation. We would have been drunk. Rewind the tape or re 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 rewind the it. podcast. Yeah. Well, fine. If no, here, Matt. We can't even do in the it. meantime, while he reads, go count how many times they've said it, so we find out how drunk we would be after shots. Anyway, going back, finally, the vintage players have been given a new tool recently in the form of the one ring but we don't believe it's necessary to take act, any action against it at this point, despite it having some of the baggage that more powerful artifacts do in the format. We believe the players are still exploring its potential in the format and would like to see where it settles. Urza Saga, which we banned and everything, has also cemented itself as a powerhouse for those decks. But we're generally happy with the portions of the metagame we, they occupy, uh, relative to decks like Doomsday, Mono White Inv- um, Invention, and Fairy Blue Archetypes. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on the Furthermore cards as the format evolves, but the success of decks within without either card commu- uh, communicates that there isn't a need to act yet. End article. Not as bad as without eight. Oh, eight shots? Only eight shots. That's not that bad. <laughs> Some people could be worse. Some people, not that bad. Very true. Yeah, I don't know. Do, do we got anything else to add to Legacy Vintage? No. No. Okay. To, to I feel n- like the real question is, how does Danny feel about the One Ring? How much does the One Ring cost right now? <sighs> Who's going to get there first? Who's going to get there first? They're on the race. 53 bucks. Fuck! 53 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, fair. For which version? The normal yeah. one? Yeah. Joke's on you. 2.6 mil. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Mirror Mint foil is 61.65 on TCG. Yeah. Market price for non-foil is about 55. And then there's the... Then you have the variants. The 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 box. The few different variants of it. Yeah, the one variant, though, you can get in those uh, 
gift fat bundle packs. boxes or whatever it is. Was it the gift bundle? That was the fat the, pack ones. The gift bundles. The extended art or the panoramic one is yeah. thirty five. Okay. Yeah, and that that's a in those gift bundles. That's a foil. Mm-hmm. So, but that one's ugly. No one likes that one. Do you like Gollum's hand though? I hate Gollum's hand in that picture. That's the one I like. That's why I have a place out of those. Yeah. The fun fact about the one ring extended <laughs> art boils, you can only get it in, in the, the commander the, sampler packs. Yes. And, and that is crazy. Super rare. Uh-huh. The foils, 1130 bucks according to MTG stocks. God, if I had one of those. So buy those commander decks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Drop money on commander decks you'll never use. <laughs> It's almost like it's almost like you're going to be getting a, a a one ring, which we'll talk about here. I think it's not the next one, but the one after. No, that. it's so, the next one. It is the next one after the one that. Oh, so you read this one, Casey. All right. So now, after that riveting B and R chat, let us dive further into the, the news section with some news that we wanted to cover last week, but with the pro tour discussion, we ran out of time. So here is the very exciting news for the employees at the Card Kingdom company. In an article posted by Card Kingdom blog, they are excited to support the new union contract with UFCW 3000. UFCW is a branch of the UFCW International Union, which represents a variety of businesses in Washington State, Northeast Oregon, and part of Idaho. Quote from the article on the blog, on July 27, 2023, Card Kingdom members of the UFCW 3000 union voted yes to accept the proposed contract provided by Card Kingdom. Card Kingdom is incredibly excited to celebrate the signing of the contract and the next step towards our relationship with the UFC 3000 Union and our employees. We greatly appreciate and respect the bargaining unit and the UFC 3000 reps who worked with us to create a contract we are all proud of, and this is and that is mutually beneficial. We are honored to be a union shop, and we hope we. <laughs> We hope to hold a model to highest standards for workplace expectations. Congratulations on this first contract. And here is everyone being able, here's to everyone being on the same page with employee and employer expectations. Yeah. yeah. Sag news. Yeah. It's always good. It's always good to uh, get unionized. That way you're not getting fucked by your company. Yup. Is this the True. second card seller to unionize? Because didn't, TCG play, TCG player, they're still, they're still fighting with it still right fighting now. for that, okay. mm-hmm. which is now they got to go through like eBay since eBay owns TCG player. Oh, yeah. So that, that whole thing is getting drug out. I know oh, along with this TCG, like the TCG player union, they were posting and stuff as well of like, Hey, we're, we want to, they're like, we want to come to the table, but t, uh, the union reps for the employees of TCG player, like they sent, they had, they tweeted a picture of them at the table saying, we're at the table waiting for TCG player to come. <laughs> <laughs> They're not here yet. Yeah. Throwing that online shade. Yeah, that was fucking it. great. Man. Hopefully they can get something good going to like Card Kingdom. Right? It was Card Kingdom. Yeah. 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 I mean, if Card Kingdom is now setting the example and if, you know, the employees are, you know, clearly employee, uh, the union is satisfied with the company and vice versa of like, hey, needs are, needs are getting met. First mm-hmm. contract. Boom. And if they do set the example, like hopefully TCG player will soon to follow. Yep. Yeah. All right. We got our next big news piece, which is Post Malone has bought Magic's $2 million one ring card, which is some speculation on that whole price thing we'll talk about after. Um, yeah. A little over a month after its discovery was made public, the one ring, a one of a kind Magic the Gathering card that is 
by necessity the rarest ever, has been bought by the rapper Post Malone. This article that we're reading from is off Polygon. Um, it's Polygon's actually been doing a really good job. They followed, I think, this entire story the whole time. The wild thing about I, I pulled the Polygon article because there are more nerds and stuff there, but I yeah. just want to say the fact that you had BBC, NPR, Washington Post, and other fucking places like covering this just shows it's like holy. This is fuck. a big deal. Wow, it's, a, it's an expensive piece. It's of a fucking expensive cardboard, card. baby. Um, yeah. So in a video posted to TikTok and other social media sites, Malone can be seen with the previously anonymous owner of the card now identifying themselves as Brooke Trafton, excitedly examining the card and saying, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you on both ends of that situation? In the instantly familiar manner of someone deciding to splurge on something nice, good for you, Post. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Um, Insert dime. <laughs> Trafton cries, hugs Malone, whoops, and punches the air. A representative for Trafton confirmed to Polygon that the card sold for $2 million. Trafton had been keen to sell the card directly to another Magic player and collector, a community Malone famously belongs to. When I found the one ring, the first person that came to mind was Post Malone. Trafton commented on the video, I have played Magic since I was a kid, and obviously it would be amazing to keep this card, but for a guy like me, being able to sell it is a life changing or is life changing. I just really hope it would go to someone who would appreciate it as much as I do. This is my dream come true. Meeting Post Malone and him buying the one ring card from well, run, ugh, God, I fucking hate the phrase. one ring card for me. And it's literally the moment straight out of a fairy tale. Post Malone, Magic the Gathering. You have changed my life. Things like this don't happen to people like me. I guess it's magic. Oh, cheesy sappiness. And I'm forever grateful. The One Ring card is part of Magic the Gathering's Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth set. Although other copies of the One Ring exist within the set, publisher Wizards of the Coast also create a singular serialized one-of-a-kind one of copy covered in gold foil and etched with the original Elvish Black Speech inscription to reflect the unique nature of the ring within Tolkien lore. The card was authenticated by grading company PSA, which was graded as a Mint 9. And then, again, the article continues on into, like, other pieces, explaining whatever, blah, 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 blah. Point is, the takeaway from the whole thing is, it is amazing that uh, this was a average Joe that got this card. And then he also, as far as and as far as we've known, things I've heard on other podcasts, too, like, you can't, you gotta take it for word value, what it is. Nice guy, you know, average Joe. And then he gets to also give the card to someone in the community that cares a lot about it and cares about magic. And then also gets to meet someone he really likes a lot as a music artist. <laughs> so I was like, this is kind of cool. Two things. First up to quell the confusion with people saying 2.6 mil and two mil for the card. The Canadian, the guys from Canada. I know, but did, is it confirmed that the 2.6 mil is the, the, the point six value aspect is that like the fees and everything because there's been things said that post malone covered that cost so the guy could have it straight for two million that's that's what i want to know if you're going to bring that up or not because that's that's the big thing that like people are talking about and that would be the assumption between like i mean post malone is a good guy i mean why would you not though too like who cares so like i think i'm not 100 this is something i feel like we're still going to be like arguing and talking about for we're, the next few months, not yeah. us, but anyone yeah. else, and, and we're never going to know. Like this is, yeah, like, but almost... I, I think, I think that's kind of what happened. Was he paid the 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 
the tax on the the price and everything, which that's fine. Point is, guy got two million dollars, which that's life changing. Life changing. And also, what were you going to say about the exchange rate? Oh, so the exchange rate for Canadian to U.S. dollars is uh, two point six mil for two two million USD is two point six mil Canadian dollars. Yeah. So he's from Canada. So there is also that aspect of it as well, where there could have been that bit of misinterpretation. Also, too. I mean, if that is, well, either way, who cares? At this point, it's it's nice to have that money, probably. But life changing, and I think it's cool. I also think, I think I'll say this: the biggest thing that I was listening about this morning or last Friday, one of the two, was the fact that they talked about how this card went to him, like somebody that actually is a good guy, face to magic type of stuff, instead of like. This was this morning. Instead of being like someone that's like a golem, <laughs> Rudy, a, a bad. Per- that was my first thought, but that's not what they said. <laughs> Rudy. I mean, I don't, I don't mean Rudy's a bad person overall. But I mean, like the way Rudy just perceives everything and the way he's just so hard cut on everything. Like he seems like a person that you just would be like, God, if he got that, fuck. How how quickly are you, do you think we're gonna see it on like game nights or tabletop jocks next episode? <laughs> I hope so. He's gonna. I why, hope so. Why wouldn't you flex with him? Like I you, know. Then, like you don't get. You just got to show up and play your one ring, and then you just. Josh Lee Quiet. <laughs> as soon as that happened, he was hitting him up. It's like, hey, do you want to make a game nights again? Do you want to form an alliance? Do you yeah. want to bind everyone together? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, overall though, this is, like I said, this is a great story. I'm glad. I'm glad that Polygon has wrapped up with the whole thing. Um, but yeah, there's. It's it's a good end. It's a good end to the whole thing. Now, I also hope, like has been mentioned in a lot of different things too, we don't have another one of one something for a little while. Because, dear God, I mean, I think I think I think the 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 market needs a breather from something oh, like that. Jesus, yes. I, look back on our fucking uh, how many episodes we had since the one of one ring came out. We easily have talked about that ring twice to three times a month at least, at least. Yeah, or more. It has been. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of May, like every episode, we talked about it. Yes, like yeah. So yeah, it was the One Ring has been in everyone's feed. Everybody knows about the fucking One Ring, the One of One. So as soon as they start doing more limited number serialized cards, like I just want to talk about the One Ring and the aspect of like modern play and stuff of that instead. I don't want to talk about Not this. today, bitch. You're talking about <laughs> Post Malone and Woo! the One Ring. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty cool. It's pretty. But you want to know the exciting thing that we're going to talk about next, and one of the reasons why Casey is here. Oh yeah, this last weekend was Gen Con, Indian in Indianapolis there, mm-hmm. and Gen Con Magic was there, celebrated their thirtieth actual yep. birthday anniversary of being a game for thirty years, and they dropped so much shit. So I got some footnotes here that were just kind of like, did they send us anything? Us? Yeah, they send us the podcast. Anything cool? Of, of course. They sent us Urza's middle finger. Well, I could take that. That's okay. Great artifact. Just a good they one. sent us deflecting swat. <laughs> deflecting swat. <laughs> Chris got a deflecting swat from his uh, commander masters. Yep. That nice. thing looks so good. Was that foil or was that non-foil? I think it was non-foil. That's still a beautiful card. Chris, get at us. Or look at the picture. God damn it. We got Discord. Yeah. So Gen Con recap. So it was uh, the the information that we're pulling this from is from the video. That was dropped uh, of it, which had a couple uh, Watsy Staffer and Mark Rosewater talk about stuff. Oh, God, I can't remember the guy that was in charge of Arena. Don't look at me; I don't care about Arena that much. Okay, but we're gonna we're gonna talk news. So we got a three year 
sneak preview of what is to come to Magic the Gathering. There's uh, so for the future, there's a plan. They have a, a three-step plan or three ideas that they want to keep at the center of when they're making magic sets. Magic cards is innovation for the future and honoring the past. So they want to, uh, you know, honor the cards that have been out previously and yeah. stuff and yeah. do good for the cards coming out. Seems yeah. like a, a good idea. They want to create something for everyone. And arguably, I'd say they have done a pretty solid job of creating something for everyone, you know? So far, and it looks like towards the future, it will be too. And their final thing is there for their for the future. They want a commitment to magic lore and story. So the next arc, story-wise, we're going to keep on the story beat here, is three years long, starting with Wilds of Eldraine, and there will be like a sub-arc each year. The first arc is called Omen Paths, and then the second arc is Dragonstorm. But we'll get to that here in a hot second. There is a downloadable PDF of the whole Phyrexian arc on Daily MTG right now. Cool. That you could just download and have it there so you don't have to scroll through all the to find it and stuff. Make it easy. Get in yeah. PDF form. Yeah. So with those omen paths opening, a lot of story possibilities. Magic is going to be doing a backdrop set. And what they use here is an example of new mechanics on a familiar set like Ixalan. Uh, so it, we're going to be returning to Ixalan here in the next uh, couple months, and it's not going to be the Ixalan that we know, but we know, you know, I know, you know. So that's that's you, the that's the thing. What do you they mean know. by you know you don't know? No, you it's you know that you don't know, but you do know, you know. Yeah, I, I know. Don't I, you know, Casey? Danny, do you know? I I'm failing to know. Maybe I know. Danny doesn't care. <laughs> Danger just shakes his head and says, I'm just care. here to make sure these guys stay on track. He's just being dad tonight. <laughs> and so, because I do every night, every time. So, that's one thing that's going to be happening, and not just with like Ixalan, but uh, when we talk about one of the next sets, uh, Murder at McCarl of Matter, kind of the same thing there. It's like, you know, Ravnica, but it's not going to be the Ravnica you know, but you know, it's going to be Ravnica, you know. No, no, that, that, no, that's not for that. Okay, so that's for just the, the main set stuff, you good. So along with the backdrop sets that they're doing with Magic here, they're also going to be doing a thing called Special Guests. This one I'm kind of excited for. This is going to be cool. These are going to be, here's a direct quote from Mark Rosewater himself, highly desirable reprints that will be flavorfully connected to the set and will be found in set and collector boosters. Do you got Danny making editorials here? Yeah. He just wants to fix things for you. Oh, just put a comma there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Dave. Driving him nuts. <laughs> God damn it, man. But yeah, special. Basically, yeah, important replenish and stuff like that. Yeah. That, that well, just I mean, if you can tie it in. The, the list. Yeah. Which is going to lead us into the first thing here, yeah. which is why Casey's here. Universes Beyond will be incorporated into Ixalan in the same manner that the Transformer cards were in the Brothers War, where they're just like inserts into the, yes. the sets and collector boosters but they they're not like standard legal it's just a way to get new mechanically unique cards under the jurassic world uh property Maybe. into magic along with two secret layers and now with this two whole secret layers i'm so excited for this casey you're excited for this i'm you're super here excited. because you're excited for I'm, this there is nothing i like more than dinosaurs and the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World franchise does a great job. Fist bump that. Of putting dinosaurs on the big screen. Like, I remember going to, well, I remember I didn't see Jurassic Park 
when it was in theaters, but I remember seeing it as a kid. I did because I'm old. Put your hand down, old man. I did because I was old. Fucking. I was three years, three and a half years old when I saw that movie in theaters twice. Like you can remember. Oh, I do because I was hiding behind the fucking seats because the (laughs) Velociraptor scared me. Everything about that movie is so good. And yeah, really shot into a great franchise with some movies that are awesome and other ones that are there that are all right. Um, But (laughs) I've got, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about what I think might be some cards that will be incorporated into this next Jurassic World secret layer. Um, some characters I want to talk about. The first one being Dr. Ellie Sattler. So the the sort of female lead from the first movie. I think she might be like a card cover for Hawatli, the dinosaur planeswalker from Ixalan. Um, green, red, white, maybe again, or maybe just green, white, which is sort of like her war the spark card um just because she's like the plant scientist in the movies um go botanist dr alan grant i think he'll be some sort of red white human i'm thinking i don't know like Lorehold's kind of like history uh, paleontology maybe something like that hopefully he's on the cover of a good card that sees some play so i can play with him somewhere um Dr. Ian Malcolm. Not in the closet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just realized what I said there. That's funny. And it's been recorded. There we go. It's on the internet. Forever. Dr. Ian Malcolm. He's going to be a red-blue pirate. Um, he's sort of like the the chaos theories, his whole bit in the movies. Like anything that can happen would happen. I'm like, oh, that's definitely like an is it color identity deal. Um, so, yeah, maybe some red-blue pirate. Is it going to be like new cards or is it just old cards? Mechanically unique. Mechanically the, unique. So, so, so this is going to be just like um, like with Transformers. They're going to be brand new. Mm-hmm. So, But the secret layers could be the reskins well. Well, the, well. the secret layers will be reskins because that's what they do with the Transformers cards yep. as well. Yep. So okay. so the secret layers will be the reskin. The universes beyond Jurassic Park cards that we're going to get, that will be in set boosters at whatever rate and collector boosters. Those will be mechanically unique cards. Brand new, just like the Transformers were. How many Transformers were there? 32? Uh, no, 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 no. Was there more? 17. 17? Yeah. Not. I was thinking the backs. I don't count the backs. One card. Okay. Not they got two faces. One card. But they're not standard legal, but commander legacy. They're, yep, they are, they're everything under the eternal formats okay. of our commander vintage and legacy stuff. Perfect. So. And these these dinosaurs are going to be that. Yeah. 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 Because they're gonna mix it all match, and so, so technically, no Hawali. They actually be all brand new cards. Brand new card, yeah. So that that's even better. Mm. You'll get your own Jane Goodall Planeswalker. I can't wait. It's... I'm going to stop it. God, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking. Why do you got to do that to Casey? You no. can do that to me. No, 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 it's right. I'm shut up, Matt. Right, right. What, Matt? Hold on. Jane Goodall dealt with apes. Nothing to do with Jurassic Park at all. Okay, so then shut up. Stop. Was You're Johnny done. Depp the one Depp. with the nipples? It's me, Chris Pratt. Oh, I... Shut your goddamn face. Let him finish. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet. Me, yes. Him, no. <laughs> Casey, go. I'm really hoping no. the Dr. Ian Malcolm card will be that <laughs> iconic shot from the movie where he's like, his shirt's open. It's the one everyone thinks about. Ian with Malcolm. The... Oh, God. So that's Johnny Depp. Oh, no, no, God. no. Uh, who is Dr. Ian Malcolm? Do, do, do. He's still like prevalent today. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, there we go. This is why I'm here. Is that the cowbell guy? I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> I don't know what that Stop means. it. Don't pick on him with the movie things. Oh, Me, it's fine. 
I know. Be like, nice to our guests. I you dick bag. I am being nice. No, you're not. I'm. Are you triggered? Niv Mizzet. <laughs> you're triggered. You can't say the I just did. Shut up. Niv Mizzet. Don't make me start eating these fries again. Two fries every time you say it. <laughs> Back to the fry eating. I love it. Uh, I bet John Hammond will be a card too. He's going to be probably a white card to match his white hat, white shirt, and white slacks. He's got that that very old look. Uh, but onto the dinosaurs. Rexy is like the unofficial official name of the T-Rex that has appeared in pretty much all the movies. Galta? Galta, Gishath, or Zakamo. Sort of like either the yeah the three color ones or Galta, the biggest, baddest dinosaur. I think the Indominus Rex, which was the first Jurassic World villain dinosaur, is going to be Tetsamok because he kind of has that black color identity. Uh, in the movies, he killed a bunch of stuff for no reason, just was kind of like murdering. And no one played Tetsamok or remembers Tetsamok, so I think they're going to do some... They're going to put his name on a card again. It's I remember Tetsamok. Yeah. Did you ever play with him? No, because there's no black dinosaur, so you can't fit him into anything for Commander. Yeah. I want to, though. He's they, a cool guy. I think there was like a standard deck that was with Tetsamok that did okay. For a little bit, yeah. Yeah. They just put counters on, cast, wipe the board, and you had a big 6-5? Yeah. It's a cool idea, yeah. It's With Death Touch. Death Touch. It was nice. Yeah. But you have Madness. Whatever. We'll figure that out later. Anthony pushes my closer to his mouth. Just like, oh, top, top, top. There we go. There we go. Perfect. There we go. Uh, blue is the name of the raptor in Jurassic World. It's going to be a red-green dinosaur because making a blue dinosaur raptor wouldn't, I don't know, wouldn't make sense. But I got I to know. You got to know. I got to know your thoughts. Is there going to be a red impulse draw called Clever Girl? <sighs> I hope so. I was hoping there'd be Clever Girl, and I was hoping Life Finds a Way is some maybe... Yeah find a creature or find us something maybe you sack something and you get something maybe some sort of reanimation that'd be cool uh nezaholt was the blue elder dinosaur it's going to be the mosasaur and yeah so many quotable lines from the movie uh i can't wait to see those on cards hopefully i'm really excited to see some dinosaurs on cards you know what's going to be like the runaway card of that whole thing what's that the glass of water that's an artifact yeah. <laughs> Shaking glass of water. It has ripple. Ripple four. Oh, no. no. Ripple five. Oh, ripple five. The only card to have ripple five. That'd be good. What's the what's the creature ripple card? Is that a Phyrexian? Or like what's the gosh, what am I thinking of? You could play it in like Merfolk? Or like any creature deck in modern. Surging Aether? Thrumming Stone? Thrumming Stone. I Thrumming can see oh, yep. maybe like Thrumming Stone with a ripple be on one of the secret layers. That'd be cool. I'd be in on that. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. Man. Yeah. There's, dinosaurs. There's only dinosaurs. six cards with ripple. One in each color and a colorless. Yeah. That's wild. They were from Cold Snap. It's kind of a strong mechanic. Do it again. Bring it back. Put it in Ixalan because last... Oh, something else just, I'm excited about. Just shrink about. the number a bit. Yeah. I'm excited for Ixalan to hopefully have good cards. Last time the set came around, it didn't seem like there was so much cards that impacted standard. Hey, it, tell that to that Carnage Tyrant bitch. You know... Fucking pissed me off a lot. Carnage... Right? <laughs> Can't be countered 7-6 Trample. I love Carnage Tyrant. Uh, love what it does against blue players because My it's kind of just clapped. like the... Tool. Uh, hey fuck you how are you going to deal with this guy he's hexproof he's on the board 
your turn. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Looking for a Carnage Tyrant refund too. That'll be that'll be good. Dixon's gonna be good. I'm, I'm excited. I'm hoping yeah. it's overpowered. I feel I feel a lot of I think it's yeah, been I hope, st- comparison to a, it being the underpowered set in that year. I hope it's reversed. Yeah. Well, I think all the the designers and stuff they they addressed it. Mark Rosewater talked about it on his blog. You know, it's like they didn't do as much as they could have with uh, Ixalan and Rivals Ixalan. Mm-hmm. So I hope with like hindsight that they can build on it because Ixalan's a really cool fucking world, man. Yeah. Yes. Also, hopefully less vehicles. Less vehicles. Yeah. More enrage. I'm looking. I for mean, some strong put, enrage. give me some vehicles in the universe beyond side of it. Mm-hmm. But I want, yeah, I want more stuff that deals with the mechanics of the tribes and, or sorry, the typos. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be, we're gonna be getting more vehicles elsewhere later on in this episode. Yes, which is hype. But uh, Casey, is there any bow that you want to put on top of this Jurassic World crossover that's happening? It's gonna be beautiful. Oh, something cool actually. Uh, I talked to Chris Ron when I got some card signed from him. He said he was really excited to like doing this art. He had already done it at the time, and he said. He was really excited. He did the art for Wayward Swordtooth and some of the other fun feathery dinosaurs. Um, but yeah, he said he really liked what he did. He told me he like, I was like, how do you like know like how to draw dinosaurs and stuff like that? He's like, oh, he he bought some like little toy dinosaurs to get like the shaping right and stuff. So I thought that was cool sort of artist perspective from him. But yeah, I'm really excited to see some fun, colorful dinosaurs like they have. And yeah, it's great. You know, Chris Ron is going to be doing some fucking dinosaurs, man. He's, I'm so excited. I'll probably (laughs) buy some prints of some dinosaurs. And I can't wait. I want to see more spoilers for dinosaurs. We got to wait for Eldraine, but I feel like it'll probably be a quick turnaround after that. I feel like Eldraine will mix up a lot, and then it'll be like, we're into dinosaurs. Yeah, because what? Then uh, Ixalan, did did they give a release date for that? Is that the end of November? That's the winter set. Yeah. So does that be coming out in January then? Um, Because... Thrones or Wilds of Eldraine is how soon? September. September? See. Then yeah, probably January time. Close okay. January. Because gonna there's gonna have to be a set in between those two. Cause like the year before it was Brothers War and then there was the Dominaria. United. Well that was first. And yeah. that was and that was Brothers <clears throat> War. And then and Dominaria then, Remastered was in Beginning of January. But wasn't there like a commander set that came out? Was it Baldur's Gate? No, Baldur's Gate was a summer release. Summer release? Yeah, it was a summer release. Anyway. <sighs> I'll figure it out Ixlon, later. Ixlon's coming out in November. It is November. Ooh, okay. That's soon. It's very soon. So yeah, you're going to get that quick turnaround. Oh. You're going to get uh, Wilds of Eldraine shit. And then just like a week later, you're going to start seeing some more Dino Boys. I love, I love it. Watch your pocketbooks empty, children. Yeah. So more from Gen Con. There will be more cards and products for the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth hitting stores in November with the hol- with a holiday release. Yes, there will be some mechanically unique cards debuting with this holiday release. New scenes where multiple cards can be put together to make a larger picture. And poster-style card treatments a la Secret Lair style. They showed, uh, not Gandalf, that is three in a blue... In a poster style that looks like, you know. Sauron? Sauron. No. Was it Sauron? Sauron's not blue. It was Gandalf then. It has to be Gandalf. Okay, Gandalf. Friend of the Hobbits? Maybe. No. Could it be? This is the one that they showed. Here we go. There we go. Oh, that's Sauron. 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 Legendary creature. Avatar horror. Uh, whenever any... 
when an army you control deals combat damage to a player, the ring tempts you. Oh, that's yeah, that's the main one because in the corners are your three blue, red, and black symbols. I think it's oh, sick. Oh, there we go. I didn't look down. Yeah, there. that's the that's the big Sauron, yeah. the big baddie. Yeah. Okay, okay. With the ward, ex sacrifice, mm-hmm. legendary or artifact. It looks really cool. I like that a lot. And so then here's the uh, the first scene that you can get in the holiday release specifically. How do we get that card? It was undi- it wasn't disclosed yet, but it's in the holiday, uh, the holiday, the okay. Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle Earth release coming okay. in November. Okay, it'll definitely be money though. Yeah, hot fire. Okay. So next up was talked about some arena stuff here. Arena updates. There's going to be the big fifth anniversary happening next month in okay. September. Currently, little <laughs> details for for that have been announced at Gen Con, but what we do know. Is that they're that they are working on improved duplicate protection, and the guy specifically stated nobody wants that many copies of duress. Are you sure? And I don't uh, know. Duress is pretty good. And a revamped uh, achievement system, which was getting mentioned of like incorporating real world play to transfer over to arena. So that way you can see your mastery bar get more via through your wizard's accounts. So like using the companion app, uh, whenever it tracks your wins and stuff, if you'd go to like FNM per se, and this was, this, this wasn't like fully sussed out, but it was, uh, you know, touched on as a potential thing coming to arena. It was also mentioned that Innistrad remastered is going to be the last remastered set on arena for a while. No, they are not forgetting about their th- hopes of pioneer onto arena but it's just like the last remastered that they're doing for a bit and uh it was also mentioned that there is going to their hope is for the end of 2024 they want to have a pioneer tournament kind of uh format ready whereas like really pioneer like not like so where they can actually have host pioneer tournaments like they just take the cards from the previous tournaments get them into the game and then you know have ham and then they just add things via uh, anthology and more big sets and stuff like that that'd be cool next year in 2024 is going to be the year of ravnica ravnica remastered is dropping q1 of 2024 like, again no one cares like previous remastered I do. I like sets. ravnica Arguably, the remastered sets are really cool. Uh, you know, we got Time Spiral remastered. The 14th trip back to Ravnica. It helps make the cards cheaper. It's, it's true. Fun. I like to have cheap Shocklands. Yeah. yeah. We had Time Spiral first was the first official remastered set. Yes. That w- came out in like March 2021. Yeah. Then this year we had, this last in year. January. No, Harry. this year. Yeah. Oh, It's this year. January we had it. So then it was 2022 that was Time Spiral, right? Yes. Okay, so 2022 is yeah, Time Spiral. 2022 is Time Spiral. 20, this year... Dom Remastered. Dom Remastered. And now next year... Ravnica Remastered. Not a lot of cards were shown. They showed Hollowed Fountain and Arclight Phoenix, both an old border. Old they also showed Cranko as old border, too. Oh, they did, didn't they? Good old Cranko that's been reprinted a bajillion times. Same art. Yeah. <laughs> kind of depressing. <laughs> oh, well. So, there is that with it next up oh also that one art of that it it was a danny and i specific episode that's a ravnica uh rakdos rogue yes that thing looks sweet that's cool so that was the art that was shown at the one uh the next big set 
premiere set that's coming out in Q1 is Murders at Karlov Manor. Woohoo! This is Mark Rosewater's murder mystery set that he's been clamoring of wanting for a long time. And this is going to be Ravnica, but not Ravnica, but you know. You know but you know you, it's Ravnica, right? You know Ravnica. Yeah. But you don't know it's not going to be that, but it's going to be Ravnica. It was the Ravnica. going to Rav, man. That's the spoiler. Yeah. The thing the thing is is like it's not going to be uh focused on like guilds and stuff like previously. But in Lies. the art <laughs> in the Lies. art you can see Aurelia, Massacre Girl, um uh, that, that's Cranko right there. Again. That's Cranko. Get old Cranko okay. is back. That, that's Cranko. And is it uh, lizard dude. Yep. Yeah. And then an Azorius guy. Maybe, yeah. And then uh, rack, another uh, fairy's uh, apprentice. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> who the fuck is that person? On? Vampire carny looking person. Well, what? but they have Massacre Girl. She's Isn't she a part of the Rakdos people? She seems Rakdos. Yeah. Maybe it's like a Azorius, but doesn't like the colors don't really match. I don't know. Golgari? No, or Zog? Golgari. That's definitely hours off. Maybe it's just two Rakdos people there. Maybe. So she just yeah. showed up. Mur- murders. Maybe she's Boros. Murders at Markov Manor. No, you have I know Aurelia. I know that, but maybe she's Boros. Or, I don't Ka- know. Karlov Manor. Karlov is the Ghost Council Orzov. Yeah. Uh, for those that are unaware, they're so all dead too. They are. They're the ones. <laughs> like they're dead, dead, and they keep getting money they somehow. Got, there's the house does yes. Karlov, there is a Karlov card. Is that the one that puts counters on it? Exiles. Yeah, that was the commander one. Yeah. But he dead he because dead. Kaya killed them. Oh, yeah. Officially, officially dead. Yeah, yeah. Kaya killed all of them, remember, for the whole taking control of the guild. I was going to say, yeah. So she runs the guild now. Yeah. And Tesa is, I don't know what the fuck is going on there right now with that one. She sounds like the worst boss ever. You know, she's like, she kills your previous boss. All right, I've got to go do other things. I've got to go help do stuff. Yeah, and then she probably comes back and is like, all right, I'm here to collect my paycheck. And yeah, unless, actually, I wonder if Tasa took it over. But anyways, continue on with this great story of the yeah. murders. And that's about really all that we know. We can't, they, they're unable to go into details yeah, because, yeah. you know, we got three art pictures that look pretty cool. Oh, and this is also where the, the photo, photograph guy came from that we were talking about. Dude's got a crazy ass magical camera. Yep, taking pictures of Karlov Manor. That's Garrick. <laughs> that is not Garrick. Garrick with a, a new a with a normal hat, and he's just you don't know. Maybe taking he's photos. He's undercover. Wild. How the he's... fuck would you hide somebody that's ten feet tall? Exactly. He's a tree. He's not that tall. He's a tree. <laughs> he's like seven feet tall. He's a tree. He's basically like Hathor Bjorsson or whatever. A yeah. tree. No, those are called ants. He hides anyway. as a tree. Tree folk. <laughs> Okay, so uh, then, not a magic set, but there's going to be Ravnica Clue. A twist. So, this is where Hasbro just melts all the money out of all their stuff and wrecks everything. <laughs> so, Danny, uh, it sounds like you're not the biggest fan of magic ever. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He's here every week. He's, He's the biggest fan of magic. He's not the biggest fan of Hasbro with their failing philosophies of old games that don't work. Have you seen the thousand different versions of Monopoly? Yeah, Lord of the Rings one's my favorite. Man, I sure hope they make more. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta, they gotta just keep doing something. So let's, last let's sh- make a thousand versions of Magic: The Gathering that has nothing to do with Magic: The Gathering. It's great, isn't it? Universes Beyond, baby. Picking at that nostalgia. We're gonna be talking more Universes Fucking Beyond. So, dumb. so strap in, Danny. Just dumb. So yes, a Ravnica Clue edition. From the way that the way that I understood this, this is gonna be set up in a manner that was like the uh, that That's that not Ravnica, clue that. Ravnica board game 
yeah, or the, the, Ixalan uh, Ixalan, the Ixalan board game, and then there's the Dominaria one, where you play magic, but there's different progressions that can happen on the board. There's a Dominaria one? Yeah, there's a Dominaria one. I must have not cared enough to really think about that. I think... Stumnary. It was before we start, it was before we started the podcast and stuff. So, oh, yeah. needless to say, so it's going to be in that kind of realm where it's a board game that incorporates magic and but clue, clue aspects. Yeah, include aspects. It's not clue though. Oh, well, that's they've better. they've made it clear it's not exactly clue. Yes, it just it's has cl- aspects of clue. And uh, to those in other portions of the world that don't know what clue is, it's Cluedo. Okay, Cluedo for other people in the world because yeah. that's 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 a thing. And if you want to, you should watch the Clue movie because it's really funny. Fucking Tim Curry, man, <laughs> great movie. Tim Curry is great. Tim Curry anyway. is a sweetheart of a human being. Back on he has such a great voice. Yeah. Anyways, so yes, uh, Cluedo, Clue, and uh, they had their 25th anniversary and stuff last year, so that's going to be a thing. They talked a lot about that, but the next thing that they talk about is universes beyond Fallout. Uh, this better I'm, be commander only commander only it is they got four commander decks that are gonna be this is like warhammer except sooner yep warhammer 40k so what are uh, what are they basing it off what fallout it i just don't know fallout. that's a good they, question they, they, the Key way that Keegan and i were talking about that this morning and the so every fallout has different number of factions fallout one was absolutely fucking crazy i believe for factions um i think fallout 4 would have been the easiest one because i think they had five or six but maybe they're just taking a faction from every different game that they want to take and make four decks out of it maybe i bet I the mean, brotherhood of seal is going to be in there i don't know i mean with that picture though that's oh, from that which is, fallout yeah. yeah i was gonna say that's like you can bunch. you can look at the picture they only shown the one yeah. of i don't know it looks like the fallout guy that's yeah that's a a dude from the Brotherhood of Steel. It's like one of the factions that comes across some of the other games. It's like a, a suit of power armor. Um, yeah. But yeah. We got Headbangers saying that uh, he, that they do believe that they said it incorporates all the games. Okay. Okay. See? So all the games are getting incorporated. It's just going to pick the best of the of the best. I'm, I'm just surprised that Hasbro's like, you know what? We're going to do Fallout 1 and then Fallout 2. Well, I'm glad they're not doing 3. that. And then Fallout New Vegas or whatever it is. Well, they picked Warhammer 40K and just kind of like did a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like well, yeah. They, they, picked as, they tried to put as much as they could into a product that they know was the end of that. Like they're not. I don't believe this is going to be a situation of like just because it's successful as one thing. They're not going to keep trying to rebring stuff back because like I'm guessing we'll never get Transformers again. No. That was the end. Just like. Which is hard to believe because that's their property. <laughs> Yeah, but they it's also though Magic it, too, like Power Dragons made this comment and like since he's been on uh Magic Mice recently, okay. he's made this comment about how like for Wizards of the Coast, like people of Hasbro, like outside the other not the, the big top people, but the people like that work, you know, off and on with wizards for things or comes by and says, Hi, how's it going? Like he made that comment, like they they all just like walk by and go, We don't know what you're doing, but it seems very cool. And it's like, yeah, like most people don't know, so that's how it goes. So it's like, I feel like, like I said, it's just, it's just touching on things and trying to give people what they want. And of course, it's always the cast a bigger net and bring more people in. Which is successful. You know what's great about casting nets? Yeah, villains use nets to catch people. <gasps> really? Yeah, which is the next thing that was mentioned at Gen Con. 
was a villain set, full villain set, which is called Outlaws of Thunder Junction. Which and is even better is it's cowboy themed. <laughs> it is cowboy themed. So the whole gist of this is no like, as, as we mentioned, with the, the omen paths. There better not be no fucking guns. Omen paths are allowing people to cross over from worlds now that the Phyrexians. We're going to be with the storyline. It, it was emphasized by Mark Rosewater that, uh, yes, the Phyrexian arc seemed like it was like short. It ended like very abruptly, but we're still going to be feeling he wanted to emphasize the ripple effects of the Phyrexian invasion over this. Yeah. And these omen paths are going to be the the thing to to tell that story. Essentially, we're see worlds with these crossovers from us old people that played magic in the day. We're just having warp gates now become omen paths. And so that art that we were talking about on the Danny and I only episode mm-hmm. where it was, we thought it was old Rutstein with uh, it hands. It seems to be a young old Rutstein still. It wasn't confirmed it's, its, its name. A, it's like a flashback. It seems like. But it makes sense that he could get there then if he got an omen path. Yeah. But now. Looks I figured, good. Looks pretty good for an old man. Uh, it's a uh, Western theme. They did bring in uh, consultants and stuff to like be very uh, oh. accurate and respectful. Of yes, because there were definitely going to be some tiptoeing and sh- shit that you don't want. You want you want to do it. You want to do it justice and stuff. So they got in consultants, and the art that they have for this picture looks fucking badass. That kind of looks like uh, what's her name? Um, <sighs> fucking Christ! I'm bad at uh, Narset. Kind of looks like Narset a little bit. I don't think it is, but it kind of looks like Narset, like had, in the sense uh-huh. of has a lightning. What's the Halo Blade? Ooh, blade. What's the Halo Blade? The blade that they have that. Oh, the Energy Sword. The energy is that what it's called? It's okay. just called Energy Sword. Okay. It, lo- it looks like an Energy <laughs> it's Sword. Just energy sword. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Halo from like Nukapenna Halo yeah. stuff. I was like, "There's a Halo oh, Blade, Nukapenna. No, no. That's cool." My bad, my bad. It was not clear enough. More context, please. I don't know. Like I said, I just at my first glance, I was like, "Oh, cool, Narset's in the Wild West." And then when they announced villains, I'm like. Oh, that's not Narset then, I guess. I was like, I kind of would like to see Narset go from concert gear stuff to Wild West. That'd be cool. They should bring back horsemanship. I hope it's in there. They that, that Listen, Wizards, kidding, just know. telling you right now, if you did not put horsemanship in this, you are hitting a double fail, just like you failed with AFR and the whole party mechanic. Yep. Should have tr- been in there. Just, I truly feel horsemanship is easy to understand. Yeah. Yes. Just print three cards with horsemanship, so someone has yeah. to explain it every time at every pre-release event for the every time. Outlaws of Thunder Junction. This is how horsemanship works. Okay, so the last picture for uh, Outlaws of Thunder Junction here. I want us all to take guesses. So, so this, is, this is a excuse me. <laughs> of this is a villain set, and this picture looks very. Uh, you got some silhouettes walking away from a sunset with a no, big... No, they're walking to us. Yeah, they're walking w- towards us. W- the, sun, away... the sun's behind us. Yeah, away from the sunset. Yeah, the sun's behind us. That's oh. why they're walking sorry, away. Sorry, yeah, yeah, they're... yeah. Yeah, 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 whatever. Words are hard. Perspective. Perspective, Perspective. Anthony. Yes. Anyways, anyway. so there are uh, six smaller figures walking away walking away yeah. from the sunset, walking away yeah, with a larger uh, depicted in the sky uh, yeah, character. Yeah, so we know. With dual blades in their hands, I want us all to take a guess of who is like who everyone is. People have already been, already been making speculation of who's who. So I'm zoom this in. Take take your look. We're, we'll start with uh, bottom left, Danny. You want to go first? Verasca. That's not Verasca. That is Verasca. Okay, you got that, Verasca. I can't tell who that is. Next. Can't tell who that is. Next. <laughs> can't tell who that is. Next. Rakdos. Got it. <laughs> 
And those are all the, the silhouettes down there. No, the little there's one that's a goblin. I don't know who that'd be. So, Maybe someone, it's Cranko again. Someone was no. saying tiny bones. <laughs> that's not tiny bones. It could be. Oh wait, the hat. Oh, it could be tiny bones. He's carrying a skull. Can you? Yeah. Does his legs look like they're skeletal? Well, what's on his yeah. hip? You see, like you see, like oh. knee joints, no, 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 no. kind of things. There. Yeah, that probably is tiny bones. Someone was saying tiny bones. Well, then who the fuck are the we're three thinking, in the middle? Then we're thinking that that's Veracity. That is Veracity. Tybalt. Tybalt's dead. You know, is he? He's officially dead. They said so, that. Someone pointed, it, saying the middle one could be Frexian Jace because he's with Frasca. <gasps> that'd be, cool. that'd be so that cool. That would make sense. That that'd would be make cool. Sense. Okay, I want that. that. You, you can't see like it doesn't have any tentacles. Yeah, yeah. You and see, neither like, she, sharp, but you see sharp she's got shoulders, too, yeah. which is kind of like well, you know, he's got sharp shoulders too. Armors. Yeah, the guy. I just okay. They're thinking that this one is also then no. Did uh, what's his name die? This is me thinking, uh, the one that Luca. Did Luca die? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, okay, so that's not Luca. He got fucked up. That middle one I know for a fact is Gideon. He's been revived. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He, he's now he's now he's a villain. villain now. I'm no, putting this on no. record. That better be Jason Frasca in the Cowboy Western Frexionized. I want this now. Yeah. You just gave me something I want more than anything. It'll be so if, beautiful. If What's I don't it? get that, I'll be sad. It'd be very beautiful. I don't know. I don't know who the person on the one side is there. Yeah, we're unable to discern. And Unless, it's very possible. Oh, no, 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 no. It, that's probably Marchesa up top here. Look at the feathering that's on her shoulders up top oh, versus on the bottom. So, okay. I got to say, my thing is I disagree with you that that's Marchesa. Who else would it be, Matt? Okay. Look at the crown. To, look at the crown. Look at I'm the sharp to, jaw. Yeah, the that, hand. That the sexiness. Minus is, the fact. That is Minus <sighs> the fact. That looks so that much like not, That is definitely Marchesa. She has daggers. She's an assassin. This is her set. She is up to no good. Me, 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 me. Hold on. Keep talking. I finished. I'm already done. I've already made my point. Uh, I'm going to show you a picture of Oko here. You show whatever you want about Oko. I don't give a fuck. I'll show you a picture of Oko. That's not you Oko. See his, you see his blue hands? She doesn't see have the... blue hands. Those are gloves. Give me a zoomed in picture. That's how I'm gonna look. I know Oko has blue hands. I'm look talking about the look at those little claws there. See those little metallic things right on, right on the tips the of the crown, fingers. Is the crown the same then too? It's, it's a very crown, thorny looking crown, crown with crown blood on the, the left side. Blood on the left side. That's Oko. Oko is in a western. Huh. Could be, I guess. That is I heard people say Marchesa, and I'm like, that does not look like Marchesa. That looks I like Oko. I need Oko's. a closer picture of this to really know for sure. And look at the feathers on Oko as well. It's Oko. Fuck Marchesa, man. I told you he planeswalk. He's a planeswalker for this set. And why not have a sexy elf thing in a western? He's, he's not an elf. He's a fae. He's a planes- A sexy fae. He's a planeswalker for this set. There we go. Oh, yeah. It could be, yeah. I think we mentioned it last week, but we'll we mention did. it again. Uh, Planeswalkers, there's only going to be one per premiere set going forward yes. right now. They're taking a break on Planeswalkers. Taking a step back. Well, we got the Owen Pass. We don't need as many Planeswalkers anymore. Keegan and I were talking about that works. Like, we're talking it's like, Oko is not going to show up in Throne because he Planeswalks away. Because he's he... in Outlaw West. And he's a bad guy, so it makes yep. sense. Yeah. You t- tell me otherwise. I dare you. I just need a clearer picture. But you're probably, you're leading me more to it. I just really wish it wasn't. I just wish it wasn't like the whatever. So it's Oko. It's, I'll go with it. So the, that one right there is Oko. Yeah. So that, the, that's Oko. So right that means there. that's middle. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know who this one is. That's in the. It looks like they have a like a, Ooh. a crossbow on the back of them. Oh, never mind. Swords. Is Ral Zarek evil? No. Okay. He's going to be returned to Ravnica. He's a very nice guy. He's not evil. He's he's a good guy. Yeah. 
I'm excited for Rakdos. No, you're probably right. That is Oko. That's probably Oko. Now that I'm looking closer at the feathers, Come the, on. That, that, the that, nails that, thing. The thorns. On the I don't know. Like the thorns. The, the, I the, saw crown, the crown. The crown was more important to me. The crown I saw. I'm like, okay. that, that's I'll Oko give it to crown. you. I was wrong. I'll admit like, that I was wrong. Looking at the, 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 the blue hands gloves. The feathers, like, I was going to... The fooling part. I'm like, oh, I guess the maybe The fooling part is the very, like, darker uh, skin tone compared to his yep. fae-colored white that he had. He got a sunburn, man. He's in a I mean, fucking he's in the West. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It fooled he's getting, me. He's and the black And the black hair in the back, like, you know. That uh, that fooled me a little bit. So yes, I I will agree with you. This is probably Oko. I was wrong. So how do you uh, do you think this new Oko is going to affect modern? Probably. Probably not at all. Okay. They learned they learned their mistake from the past, so they will not do that again. Speaking <laughs> That's of a lie. Speaking of modern, it was announced Modern Horizons Three is going to be released. Yes. In Q. I'm so happy. Q three. And everybody's so mad. I'm looking forward to it. And I this is fine. Th- this showed the art with the Hydra lady. That we talked about the other yeah. week as well. Uh, don't know anything else, but I want to know who she is. What set is that for? Is that Modern MH3. Horizons? MH3. Modern Horizons 3. Yeah. We can already speculate probably we're going to have Pro 2 or Modern Horizons next summer as well. Probably. With Modern Horizons 3 being uh, the headliner. MH3 is also going to somehow break the format and yeah. cause anguish again, even though it's not that big a deal. I bet one month before Modern Horizons 3 uh, releases, they will ban the One Ring. And Orcish Bowmasters. Ooh, they're gonna wait. I bet they won't. I bet they won't. No, because they'll have stuff in this to be like this counteracts the problem. It'll be like, "Mm, okay, we'll see. We'll see. I want to know. Here's my question. So, in each of the of each of the Modern Horizon sets, we've had pitch cards. What are gonna be the pitch cards for this one? It was stated by Mark Rosewater that one of the big designs that's coming to Modern Horizons three is there's gonna be anti pitch cards, a plethora (laughs) of modal double face cards. That's going to be directly into modern. Yeah, no, no, I know that. So that's going to be a, that's going to be probably something there. Some things. Here's the real question: What are the pitch cards going to be? We've had spells. We had creatures. Are we going to have pitch artifacts and enchantments now? Pitch battles. Pitch, we've had, we've pitch had, battles. Oh we've had my pitch, god! We've had a pitch enchantment. The white one. From the first one. Oh yeah, I guess I can't classify that under pitch spells. But then again, it wasn't that good. So yeah, it made sense. But yeah. I mean, it's not bad. It's just not good. But we'll get something. That's for sure. Pitch battles, pitch modals. So some of the art, uh, they show the Hydra Lady. They show a demon with angel wings yeah, on its back. We don't know this character per se. I like the next one though. The next one, yeah. It is a stormy sea with the three Eldrazi Titans, Cool Ulamog, yeah. and uh, Kozilek in the waters. Excited. That uh, that pirate ship over there, or whatever that is. It's fucked. Yeah. How on a scale of one to fucked, where is it on that? Mega fucked. It wins. Kill a fuck. <laughs> Let's just. We should probably actually go on the uh, mathematics of like measuring nuclear bombs at this point with those three and that ship. <laughs> it's okay. bad. I'm more curious though. Is like, is this a scene from like Zendikar? It kind of does because of the thing on the on the right with not the Hedron so much, but the, the royals, the royals over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine if it is. But it just it's just so C, so it's like it's hard to tell. Remember, like modern horizon sets, they're not like in order, they just like pull yeah, from yeah. a bunch of different stories. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that. I just want to know where this is taking place fully at. So uh I kind of wrapped up all that arena news that was mentioned there with hoping to get an all encompassing uh you know, play at moder or play at your store, 
track your mastery pass on arena. They really want like that crossover. They emphasize that a few times. Like they want that connection. Really feeding into the magic is a lifestyle. <laughs> they want your they want your attention. Yes, much. it is. Play paper and then play in digital. Did you like that uh, meme that Wade put in the Discord? Which one was that one? It has like all the, the Power Ranger characters like putting their hands in <laughs> each set, <laughs> yeah. and that's a random Teletubby putting his hand in his MH three, and it's just like looking at yeah MH three MH three right. Yeah. No. Join, no. Join the Discord. Go to the meme tab to see that one. It's worth it. <clears throat> okay. And then, uh, oh, the other thing that was mentioned with Arena is that they are looking to insert some of these upcoming Universes Beyond sets into Arena as well. Like how we got Lord of the Rings. There's also going to be a move to get uh, the Jurassic World onto Arena along with one of the new sets coming out which not too much details come out but assassin's creed universes beyond and this one is kind of being mentioned to be similar to like aftermath yes a so micro set they got which uh, is good i'm okay with that uh they mentioned that there's a new type of booster i can't remember the name universes beyond booster is that what it's that's what it's called is it really just universe okay so They're universes beyond boosters so Please. aftermath was uh as a, a microset, it was a, a it was a test run of a new concept on microsets, kind yeah. of similar to what we used to have. So very small. Yep, and that's going to be the gist of this. It's not going to be draftable. You just get cards. Yeah, just buy it. It is going to be modern legal. Yes, modern legal and back. You can now have Ezio, Assassin's Blade, Gandalf. <laughs> well, hopefully. Well, know. Optimus Prime watches. <laughs> no, Optimus Prime isn't legal for modern. Oh, you're right. In vintage. In Commander and Vintage and Legacy, Commander, good. Yeah. Well, they, Commander, you can do anything. Yeah. And so this is also one where they're just incorporating all of the games into there. You can play like Ezio, Altair. You're probably going to get Desmond. Desmond wasn't mentioned at all, but they did talk about the Animus. I am an Assassin's Creed fan. I just want to say that now. I Are you? Assassin's Creed. Who's well, the pirate good. one? Connor. 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 No, no. Connor is... Uh, no, Connor is the pirate one. No, Connor is the Assassin's Creed 3, the Civil War. I'm drawing a blank. If it is Connor, Dan's gonna just throw you under a bus. He's right gonna now. throw me under a bus. Connor is either uh, more than positive. Connor is uh, Assassin's Creed Three, and I cannot then remember who is Black Flag. The pirate. Who is the Spartan one? Spartan. That was one, uh, an Odyssey. I did not play Odyssey, unfortunately. Didn't play Odyssey. I did not. Odyssey's better than Black Flag. That's what I've heard. I liked. Yeah, I liked Odyssey. I played that one. You see, after. Um, it was like Black Flag was like one of the last ones I started playing because then I started losing time for a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. So, oh, man. Danny? What? Were you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking. Who, who Who's the... I'm looking. He's looking. Give him a okay. second, Brock. Keep going with the story. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Assassin's Creed. There's that. They got a um, bunch of awesome looking arts and stuff. And I'm, like, I'm looking forward to that one. That one is also... That one's in Q3. Q2, I lied. Modern Horizons 2 is going to be in Q2, so it's going to be before June. Yeah, with the Outlaws. Yes. It's going to be a beautiful time. Hmm. And so, it's Assassin's Creed. Edward. Edward. Damn. Edward Castaway. Edward. Edward. He's the father of future colonial Templar's grandmaster, Hatham. 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 And grandfather of Assassin. Oof. I don't even know how to say that name. Ezio? Altair? No. Oswald? Radon Hakon? 
It's a weird name. Or Connor. His adopted name is Connor. Yeah. Just so go he's Connor. the godfather or the grandfather of Connor. So the next set that's coming out in Q3, the one that more people are excited about, uh, something something Redfall, it is called Bloomborough. The whole set is supposed to be a cutesy, whimsical, uh, animal-based, anthropomorphic, anthropomorphized animals. Everything's their appropriate size. Mice are the size of mice. Wolves are the size of wolves. And there's not... 15 squirrels kill Emrakul? Yeah. Now it'll take three. (laughs) Now there's five. Now three. So this is supposed to be a very cute and whimsical this set is, here. This is a side thing to say. This is actually really cool. I'm excited they're doing this only for the simple fact that for a long time, and once again, hopefully one day they come back to Lorwyn. <laughs> but this is on that level I've heard a lot from older players that who loved Lorwyn wish we had more sets that had no humans because humans is too abundant. Do I got some news for you coming on the second half of this? More humans. So, yeah, we got a couple, three bits. More humans. Three bits of art there shown with this. And then it was mentioned after, not much can be told about Bloomborough, but that's still following into the story of Omen Paths and stuff. And we're going to finish off the year strong with a very horror-themed set called Duskmorn. House of Horrors. So, horror. The gist of this whole set that's coming out uh, at the end of 2024. This is fucking cool. 70s, 80s horror is the kind of like what they're trying to encompass here. And the whole plane is a house. Yeah. The whole plane is a haunted house. One house. One, One house, house is the entire fucking plane. It, it, it shifts. It morphs. Um, you know, like a la insert whatever creep. Uh, it's thir- Hogwarts. 13 houses. Th- 13, 13 ghosts. Uh, you could insert cube. You could insert labyrinth. You could, I mean, labyrinth. you could insert so many things about like interchanging dimensional spaces and whatever i mean like this is this is amazing i was excited about seeing this too this this art the first art that uh, the first or second art that this was that they showed is very body dysmorphia horror shit right here oh yeah this is fucking wild i showed my wife nightmare fuel i showed my wife this and she's like okay i'm interested because we're a horror movie family here and stuff so uh, and then you got the big like signpost, what people are predicting to be the house itself, which looks very moth esque, yeah. with stairs leading up, and a door into its belly button or it's anus. Like <laughs> Tryptomorphic fear of holes. Kind yeah, of yeah. Tryptomorphic. This just makes me think of like the idea that the entire plane is is the house is like what? How can we do this? I got it. You know Cybertron. You know how that's a giant robot that they live on? What if we did a house like that for a plane? In a horror sense. You're on something, Bill. Let's go with this. I'm glad. I'm excited for this one. I, I'm really glad for this. This is this is stuff that uh, blends into, like, I know, like, some people had a huge issue with the second Innistrad set that came out because it was Eldritch horror base. It was that type of stuff. And, like, this is the stuff that, like, you have a different avenue that gets away from gothic horror and is enjoyable to try and play around with a little bit more. I just hope they do a really good job of not making the environment for gameplay so much feel similar because like you you gotta have some transform transforming cards in this somewhere somewhere yeah there's gonna I be just, MDFCs. I just I just MDFCs hope are like the best thing I know I just hope that it has nothing to do with werewolves though or things like that like just just kind of skip over that concept and just keep it on to neither of the arts look like that I know it doesn't show it yet yeah, I'm true. just throwing that out I have high hopes psychological well. things though still can have like your fears of something. So I'm just saying, I hope they just 
they just stay away from the Innistrad stuff and just keep this to be what it sounds like. So that is the year of 2024 that was released at Gen Con. Ravnica Remastered, Murder at Karlov Matter, Fallout, Commander Decks, Outlaws at Thunder Junction, Modern Horizons 3, Assassin's Creed, uh, Aftermath-like booster set, Bloomborough, and Dusk Morn, House of Horror. That is all coming out 2023. But they also gave us more information what to expect in 2025. But wait, there's more. Starting in 2025, Innistrad Remastered. Which, you know, remastered set. You just get a bunch of Innistrad cards put in there. They're hey. going to have a special treatment. Probably something like the silver screen, maybe. Just do black maybe it'll be better than that, too. Because <laughs> that was terrible. That was so good. It was just like, you take all the art, and you just make it black and white. It, like, saves so much time. Saves oh, man, what was so I thinking money. adding color stuff? No, I hope that's actually really fucking good. Because it will be. Wizards, learn. Don't do the silver screen thing. It was bad. So for the next of 2025, they haven't given names. A lot of the stuff is concept. It, it can be set to change. Code and names. This is where uh, the story arc, which is still the three-year story arc following Wilds of Eldraine, is going to shift to the Dragonstorm. And so the first uh, code set name is called Tennis. And Return of Nickel Balls. Or con stuff. And Tennis is supposed to be a three-world racing set where you, huh. you're traveling across three worlds, two of which we have visited before and are gonna visit. We've been at before, and one we haven't. One we haven't. So with that, I just wanted to like we don't know brains. the world though. The we two don't, worlds we don't know the two worlds, yeah. but we can take a guess because it's a vehicle based racing world. Kaladesh. Kaladesh. It's got to be Kaladesh. And I was thinking, along with uh, the Omen. Nukapena. Oh, Nukapena would be good actually. Nukapena and Kaladesh could be the two. I was gonna say Keldheim because you know you got like Viking boats and stuff there. No, those are Viking boats, though, Matt. I don't know. Those are Viking boats. Those are not even close to Kaladesh vehicles, either. It looks more like the... Uh, well, they, they're very engine-based. You can see, like... This looks like Death Race mixed with Speed Racer. Okay, got it. Yes. So that's going to be Tennis oh, coming out early on. And, again, they can't give a lot of details no. on the stuff yet. The next set that is coming out in 2025 is called Codename Ultimate. This one, we do know a lot more. Because it is a return to Tarkir. Yeah. We have concept art of a Jeskai monk fighting a dragon with a teamer looking uh, person. Down Hard there. to say. And it was mentioned in the. In oh, the, no, 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 no. Not Jeskai. There's no more clans anymore. Oh, okay. So you got to flip it. it. It's the dragons. The dragon lords are the ones. Ojitai. So it's an Ojitai monk. So the thing is, is like they're trying. It was mentioned in there that they're going to try to figure out a way to take the best of cons of Tarkir and dragons of Tarkir, and they didn't say specifically where everything landed on the time warp that happened there with uh, Sarkon Save and Ugin. Yeah, Fate Reforged situation. Yeah, so we don't think things could back be, to the future. Things could be changed. Hmm. So, but the the concept art looks pretty fucking sick. I like that a lot. So that is uh, Codename Ultimate, and then next year, twenty twenty five, is when we're getting <laughs> Final Fantasy universes beyond so is this gonna here's the question of this like when it's being releasing is it gonna be because it's clearly i don't think we're gonna get another lord of the rings set like that at all or is this gonna you know what i'm saying like because they there's there's a thing where like they have like the different variances they work with so like commander decks oh oh, so yeah you know this, like warhammer yeah this is gonna be a full draftable set okay so this is gonna be the lord of the rings guaranteed full draftable set okay with so this is gonna be the from, new lord of the rings design yes Okay. Where you, you can draft it. Is it I, I don't recall if they said anything about like uh, accompanying products and stuff 
as well. Well, probably will be his draftable set. That means this goes straight into modern or something. Right. Uh, and this will be modern legal. Then this is just like Lord of the Rings. Yes. That's all we got to talk about. Yep. And so, that's yeah. what we got to say. I mean, Final Fantasy get hyped. And in the next bit where they talked about Arena, that's where they're saying of incorporating, putting, you know, Final Fantasy into Arena as well and getting more ready for, I think it's the end of 2025 is when they said they want to get ready for tournament ready Pioneer on Arena. That'd be nice. So there's that. Next up, that I was like to have more cards. And not just random ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> Explore. Pioneer Light. 15 random cards in our list. That's nothing. How many of them see competitive play? Volleyball. Two. Oh. <laughs> I feel like there's a sports thing going on here. Yeah, so like all the names of these sets are sports themed and stuff, and this is getting to the end. So the next naming conventions for 2026 are going to be something different. Because yeah. we're going to get to the end of the alphabet here. Oh, I know. And this one is going to, the concept for it is Mark Rosewater's at it again. We got a space odyssey, space oh, opera. This is going to be great. And they got some like. Fifth element type alien, stuff. Yeah. Alien like looking shit. Now. I'm in. Hmm. I'm in. So people are, some people were guessing like, oh, these spaces are islands. That's a swamp. That's a mountain. That's an island. Yeah, probably. Basic lands. Could be. You know, that's what basic lands are going to be. It's fine with me with that. Uh, again, no more details about it, but it, this is going to be a premiere set, and it is going to fall in line with the Dragonstorm arc that's following along with Wilds of Eldraine there, because this is a three-year story. They're really focusing on the story here and hammering that shit home. I'm calling now. Eldrazi are coming back in some way. Just a question. How does space work in magic? Can the, you fly through space to get to other planes, or is it just through like the world tree? Look at Unfinity. I'd say Infinity would be a good example of like space like that. I feel like that was a primer for the space opera that was coming. Okay, so the basic understanding of like the realms of magic is every plane is in its own dimensional space. Mm. So you can think of it like uh, DC with their different worlds, like six one six and all that stuff. Yeah. That's what that's what the planes are. Okay, they're their own world inside their own little universe. That's why it's multiverse. Okay, so and you it's can, very large, and you that's how they explain. Lighter. No, so like that's where it's like you need like a dimensional ripple to cut through it somehow, and the blind attorneys is your way to go through dimensional travel. Oh, that's right. So that's also how they're explaining a lot of their universes beyond stuff is like it's it's all different dimension things that you're bringing together. That's how they get. It. Yes, <laughs> they're like, listen, we have to make money, so here's the lore. <laughs> here's the how this lore. works. Next code set: wrestling and. Camel wrestling? Are you ready for this, Anthony? Yes. Wrestling is confirmed. Lorewind. Oh, fuck yeah. They don't have any concept art. They don't Yet. even have a name. Who but cares? It's confirmed Lorewind. They can't give any, they haven't given any more information because Listen, this is stuff that's still in visions. You can't give anyone the information with this. It's a beautiful thing. But uh, they did mention that, you know, Lorewind does oh, go from nice. uh, Shadowmore and. Uh, yep, it does the flip flop. Yep, it's still it's doing on the a, it's on a base time thing. It's oh, so we're going to Lorwyn. Old man the, magic over here at the end of 2025, life. before 2026. Back in my day, and in 2026, that story arc is changing to the third chapter, the third final one, which is censored. He couldn't give the name of you know how it's yeah. like uh, the Old dragon storm, dragon storm censored because it would give too much of a spoiler away. That makes sense. So we don't know what the third one is. But so it's like, still... question quick, um, the whole thing of like. <laughs> wow! <laughs> a magic thirty set again with the price point at that one. Oh, that's fucking great. Okay, as you were saying before, I changed. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, my, so what was, so the the thing before Path, like that's just gonna that's just called like the Phyrexian invasion stuff. Yeah, the that's, Phyrexian invasion. They, arc. That's what they call is for that arc. Yes, and that, that whole thing. And the, now we're on Owen Path, and then and the, this is their design for arc naming stuff. So the overall the the story, doesn't yeah the story, story telling yeah the storytelling is this is a three year story which is codenamed Metronome, which has no significant. This name. one's codenamed Metronome. No, no, no. The three is like under oh, the overall. umbrella. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I the, remember um, reading that. Yeah, the sorry. umbrella name for these next three arcs is Metronome. Metronome. It has nothing to do with story, nothing at all. They just had to give it a name. And nothing to do with Pokemon all. either. Nothing to do with Pokemon either. Yeah. And so then it's like chapter one, arc one, year 2024, or now to next year. Now is Omen Path. Omen Path coming in Wilds of Train. Chapter two is Dragonstorm. Dragon three we're going to get later. Yep. Uncensored. Or censored, not uncensored. Censored. So that's that's that with that. The next one, which is yachting. <laughs> oh god, that's so good. <laughs> yachting. Yachting. Kelheim. Close. Arcavius. Oh. Return to Strixhaven. Okay. Oh, that is Return to Strixhaven. Um, again, all these revisits here, we're seeing it was emphasized again by Mark Rosewater that we're seeing the ripples of the invasion. Like that is the thing of the the omen yeah. tree. Uh, you know, like, huh. oh, it's not the omen tree. It's uh, realm breaker. Realm Get it right. Of realm breaker putting the omen paths. That's right. Around and seeing that, like the connection and stuff there. Again, no other details. Everything's in concept now. At this point, it's they're they're still in vision. They don't even know mechanics and stuff for this shit yet. And then the final one, ziplining. Oh, I'm drawing a blank on ziplining now. I should have because it went from that to. Is that a completely new set? I think it was a completely new one. Give me a second. Yeah, because we don't have a picture of it. That's probably a new set. Yeah, I'm more Cause, positive. Because you said we're going to Arcavius for yachting. Yep. So that has to be the new set. Yeah. And I can't remember. They don't even have a name for it yet and stuff. So that is then in 2026. And that's oh, what they, they showed at Magic 30. The one last thing that they did show was a new secret lair coming. It's already, they've already told us. August coming. 10th. Yeah. This looks so, awesome. A cu- couple days. It's a angel one, which comes with a full commander deck. Yep. This is a mono white angel commander deck. And let me tell you, I'm buying this motherfucker too. Yep. They got Gisela and Bruna that make Brisella. Brisella. Which the... That looks fucking cool. It does. I like how they showed off. So the teaser they showed off was Bruna. And it really threw everybody for a loop because they gave her red hair. And she doesn't have red hair. She actually has black hair in the card art. So, like, you really get thrown off by her picture, which is funny. Yeah. And so the other cards in the Secret Lair drop are going to be Archangel of Thune, Court of Grace, and Commander's Plate. And they're also bringing something from a special promo package, too. It's not in this. I read the article today about the new thing. Oh, what's that? Uh, Art and Angel. It is a special oh, uh, from the magazine Dreamcast stuff. Yeah, Amu was saying that in the disc yep. in the Discord. So there. it's a special a promo that they're they're bringing to the deck that you can actually put your hands to. Um, but it's also a card that's they felt wouldn't break any formats for legacy or vintage look. So they felt it was comfortable to reprint a card that came from a special area type thing that they did back in the day. So. That card reads, 4 white white, 4 4, flying, angel. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Ardent Angel is in your graveyard, roll a four-sided die. If the result is one, return Ardent Angel from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah, simple throw a d4. 
big deal. It is of note. The flavor text is a good callback. It says, cast from dreams and forged in hope. Because yep. it came from the Dreamcast. Yep. So. so that's cool. I think that's really cool. They got the full deck list out, out as well for the commander deck. Yep. And, and tokens and everything Nykthos else. is in there. Yeah. The deck list has Nykthos. Which makes sense. I mean, it's mono white angels, so like you should probably have it in there. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I'll buy this. This is worth it. So far, they're all the commander decks they've put out. I mean, they just seem like they'll get better every time. Well, Danny, you've been waiting here very patiently this whole time. That's the that's it from Gen Con. We'll cover more details, but uh, two hours, man, been live for two. Hours. The Gen Con release took a big chunk of that. Two hours, big chunk of that. There's so much drop there. That was a forty minute fucking I blame video. This guy, Anthony, why'd you do this? Because people like me, <laughs> and I know stuff. I know stuff and I drink. I know stuff and I love magic. That's what, what do you want from me? Anyway. That's what the, the <laughs> anyway, short guy said, right? Anyway. Terry. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. The Green Gods guy. Anyway. Let's move along. Moving along. What do we got, Danny? We got Morrow's teasers for Wild Eldrain. So we do this every single time. I guess we just read what he writes every single time a set comes out. Or before it comes out. Uh, so before the previous Wild Vault drain officially began, I thought it would be fun to do another of my duelist style teasers where I give tiny hints of things to come. Note, I'm only giving you partial information. So first up, here are some things you can expect. A new type of token, at least, one, at least done as a cohesive theme. A card that can activate to copy enchantments. Ooh. Adventures on a new permanent type. Adventures. We had adventures on artifact creatures. We have adventures on creatures. Non-enchantments. Battles. Adventure battle. Oh, that sounds. There's, not... there's not gonna be adventure battles. <laughs> it's gonna be enchantments. Have we yeah. had an adventure enchantment yet? No. Okay. So creatures and artifacts only. Uh, so an artifact that has two different artifact subtypes, normally associated with artifact tokens. A creature type from Alpha. It's a giraffe archetype. Kobolds. Kobolds. No. Kobolds? It could be kobolds. Let him read, though. Fairy tale sagas. Multiple legendary foods. A new card with a lobotomy effect. The cookie. The lobotomy effect? What's the lobotomy? Is that like ripping apart your cards from your opponent's library? I don't know. Or, or their hand, like thought season mechanic? Sure. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of for lobotomy effect. A creature with two triggers, one for artifacts entering the battlefield, and one for enchantments. Never would have guessed. Uh, a new mechanic that batches together three items that have been in the game since Alpha, but never batched together. Well, that'd be cool. Next, here are some ruled texts that we're trying to open some cards. Uh, first up, if a permanent enters the battlefield, it causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger. That ability triggers an additional time. Are we going to panharmonica on again? <laughs> I don't know. No, maybe. Look at the top 20 cards of your library. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I mean, sold. It produces three times as much of that mana instead. Jesus. Nicks. What, are we getting the fucking tree dude too? Yeah. Ancient Bloom Nyx came over here. Sacrifice all reflections you control. Ooh. Okay. Didn't, um, oh. No, Matt. What's, uh, uh, Nico? They make reflections. Moving along. Yeah. Was it Reflections? Shards. Shard. Damn it. Never mind. 
Uh, creatures you control with plus one plus one counters on them have an activated ability, or have all activated abilities of all creatures exiled with card name. That's not bad. Oh, it's like Masticore and whatever. Those things. I was going to say up. Vampire Assassin thing. And Flare. Soul Flares. Yeah. Anyway. Sure. Uh, have base base power and top times 4 4 and flying. Angel or dragon? Angels. Cookies? Maybe it's a cookie that can fly? Excellent. The one other non fox creature. A Mew. Oh! A Mew. Foxes. Fox. Land creature roll. Yeah, we know. Manlands are coming back. Whenever Sorry. you tap an untapped creature an opponent controls, uh-huh. X is 2 plus the number of cards in your graveyard that are instant cards, sorcery cards, and or have an adventure. Okay. And everyone's favorite, the some of the creature subtypes uh, lines for the set. So we have creature mouse, creature rabbit unicorn, <laughs> favorite so far. Jackalop. Uh, creature fairy shapeshifter. Creature Elf Fox Knight. That's cool. A Mew. Uh, creature Giant Archer. That's a weird one. Uh, creature. Hold it. Wait. Sorry. Archer reference. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Creature Plant Worm. Creature Elemental Raccoon. I'm in for the trash pandas. Uh, legendary Creature Rat Noble. Nice. The Rat King. Legendary Creature. Falcon Scout. Oh, the Delkins are going to be there? Yeah. Killer. Omen Path. I know, Omen Path. Creature, legendary creature, human warlock, warlock bard. <laughs> and finally, here are some names in the set. I love these. We got Candy Grapple. <laughs> Charming Scaldron. Scoundrel. Scoundrel, yep. Food Fight. Oh, nice. Yes. Protective Parents. Or if that's a Hansel and Gretel themed one. Yep. Probably. Uh, Scream Puff. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Stroke of Midnight. The clock is ticking, bro. A Tale for the Ages. Three Blind Mice. See how they run. Three Bowls of Portage. See porridge? how yeah. they taste. Up the Beanstalk. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kickoff for the preview season for the Wilds of Eldraine will debut on August 15th. At 10 a.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv backslash magic and our official YouTube channel. Check, check, catch up with our web fiction before the debut August 8th through the 14th. Mm hmm. So, so, yeah. The story starts dropping tomorrow. Yep. And then in the next week, we'll get some more stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's me, uh, Fun Mon. Rat Noble. Mm. I like the Scream Puff card name. That's good, too. That's a good one. Screw fight. All right. Matt, you ready to lose? Uh, are we, are, okay, speed run. I'm doing it. Okay, uh, MTG socks, Conjure Currency, Danny reads a card, I say, why it's moving up or down. Okay, first up, we have Time Stream Navigator. It's $12.66, moving up 233%. It's blue one. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> my, web, my, my website literally is like, poof, I'm going to refresh randomly. <laughs> Reads right. a blue card. What the fuck? This is stupid. It's blue. Why are we talking blue? <laughs> exactly. Goddamn blue cards. Exactly. So right. Time Stream Navigator, again, is blue one. Human Pirate Wizard has Ascend. Um, so you control 10 or more. You get the blessing. Uh, blue, blue, two, tap. Put uh, Navigator on the bottom of your owner's library. Take an extra turn after this one. Activate only if you have the city's blessing. It's a one, one. 
it's moving up because of Commander with uh, River Song that's coming out in Doctor Who. Yep. Winter yes. Chicken Dinner. <sighs> Speed run. Uh, next up, we have Solven Digger. $14.97. 802%. Jesus. This is from Alliance. It's an old card. Old. Yes. Uh, two drop as uh, a two drop artifact for tap two. Put the top card of your um wow. Put the top card of your graveyard on the bottom of your library. Oh, is this River Song as well then? Because River Song plays from the bottom of your library. Yes. Okay. Well, it's so it's funny. Yeah. It's, so commander it's with, as well. It's commander because of yeah Doctor River Song stuff. and Time Warp. Time just Warp infinite, again. Just infinite turns. Yep. Um, next up, we have Subtlety. It's $26.84, 37% <gasps> increase. It's Blue Blue oh. 2 for Elemental Incarnation, Flash Flying. When it enters the battlefield, choose one target creature spell or planeswalker spell. Its owner puts on the bottom, top or bottom of the library. Invoke, exile blue card from your hands, 3-3. Three, three. Modern. Yeah. Evoke Elementals. Yep. Just yep. Evoke Elementals it's, are good. Yep. Basically, I'll, and then we have a fourth card, um, Garrison Starn, Kelomorph, $8.80, 40% increase, red, blue, one. Warhammer. Uh, yep, Warhammer, uh, 40k, yep. so it's right there. Tells Commander. You. Yes. I don't know what the card is that's doing the damage and stuff. Was there a damage card showing um, Doctor Who? Deal one damage. Well, it's really... With uh, Nixus. Oh, and Nixus is still moving shit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. There we go. So yeah. <clears throat> also, you got Cast of Casting the Fire, Airborne Flamesmith, Gimli, Pure Fire Foes. So yeah. Okay. And cheap pickups. Uh, we first one comes from Penny Premium. Uh, Penny Stock is foil. It literally is foil. At Blue Blue Two. Oh um, shit! Yeah, the card foil. You I may discard card. an island and another card from your hand instead of paying this mana cost counter spell. This is such a great card. So it's seven. It's dollar seventy three. It's moving up. So pick it up. Um, now yeah, the ones are slowly moving down. First up, we have Infernal Tutor, sitting at oh. five sixty right now. It's a good one to grab. It's slowly moving down. Um, then we have Gix Yagmoth Predator sitting at seven twenty. Another good one. He's, and that's like the last one. So that's hey, note, note with that one, whatever the one card is, where uh, the, the new Ashiok card, you pay a life yeah. by exiling cards. That and Gix go very well together. Good commander staple. So yeah, that's that's that. There's your conjured currency. Thank you to MTG Stocks for coming out with an amazing article that we read off every week. Again, since we're long, this we've had long episodes this last month. Go check out TCG uh, Sniper. They're an amazing price tracking website. They have, uh, you enter in cards and products from TCG Player. You get notified when they move up or down in price. Highly worth checking them out. If you sign up for a free account, you get 15 products you can enter. If you sign up and say that the guys at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get in uh, three months free and three months free gives you unlimited products to enter highly worth it go check it out now thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 198 of this week in mtg thank you to our patreons you think this content that you just listened to is worth supporting thank you casey hey 
We also want to give a big thank you to JW Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. And if you're looking for anything Magic related, go check them out. Now, do any of you guys have anything else you want to add to the end of this podcast? No. Dinosaurs. Yachting. It's a thing. Yachting. Go, go the yachting. rich. For the rich. <laughs> Sell your Magic Cards, buy a yacht, go yachting. Go yachting. Go yachting. Thought cast to piss Danny off. Let's go. He'll just go home. Yeah, you don't care. Fucking head. Honestly, I don't care. Other than the fact my wife's home with both of our daughters. And I'm sure the youngest one's not sleeping. Yeah. If, if, if we got done at a reasonable time, we could have probably done one. But thank you, Magic Folk. And we will catch you next time. See ya. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much!